What are we doing? Who are we kidding? Oh, he's not late. We're live and we're early? Yeah. I mean, you're here. I think Casey and Billy are going to show up. Nice. Why? Why wait? What's up? So I have this grandiose plan of putting this thing on here like this. Do you guys hear me okay, by the way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have this plan of doing that. But the problem is it wants to do that. And I even brought like a little mini sandbag and shit so that it would stay put. And uh, I'm at my destination and the fog is thick. Sure. It's huh. not ghost. So I may, I may honestly have to just hold this thing the whole time, which wouldn't be the end of the world, but. Um, so, I mean, since we're kind of just getting started, I'm going to let everybody know that we will be drawing a winner for the February raffle benefiting U.S. Arc. And I'm going to give, like, it is early. I'll make sure I let people know as more people show up, but. If you got in the raffle, you you have the chance to win this Calibri V-Cutter. Which, if you're curious, that's what it cuts. They are fantastic. My camera won't focus. But they're awesome. Super heavy duty. It's nice and compact still. Um, Big Boveda pack. And then a sidecar travel case. But it ain't empty. Okay. The Lancero bundle. Lanceros are the most underrated size in cigars. And so I got pretty much everyone that we carry at the shop in this case. So you got a Skyflower Lancero from Warped. You got a Wise Man Maduro from Foundation. A Rose of Sharon, Connecticut, Lancero, which is what I'm about to light up right here, actually. A Herrera Esteli, Connecticut Broadleaf Lancero. A Jacob's Ladder, Lancero. These are very good. Um, Also from Southern Draw, just like the Rose of Sharon. And then a Brother of the Leaf, which is made by Drew Estate. It's another good one. So, you get... All that stuff, like I said, we'll be drawing a winner shortly. So if you want to be in the raffle, uh, go to the Stacey Stogies group. Make sure you write down what number you want and PayPal them. Follow the instructions on the post itself. I won't spell it all out here, but this is a good deal. This is, this is I've done the math. It's literally like $170 worth of stuff. So... You can just go ahead oh. and send it to me, Justin. It's oh. okay. Okay. All right. I got you. I was I was tempted to even enter in this one, but I know if I win, there would probably be like a riot or something. So, yes, Phil is driving through the beginning of a Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Got some snakes to find now. Oh, it is so damn foggy. My apologies, everyone. Yeah, you can't see anything. I mean, it's actually... I'm looking through the viewfinder on the phone. I can see better that way than I can in real life. I'm 
If you get robbed midstream, I might laugh a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't. I don't really see that happening, but we're still thinking. <clears throat> I gotta be honest. So this spot is one of my favorite spots, and this is one of the the one of the few homes of the Brooks King Snake. And I have yet to find one in the wild. The worst king snake in the world. I hate Brooks. So, because of it is Justin's nemesis, and because I've never found one, I actually decided to go to this spot. And I actually wound up finding, like, I have Verizon. So I was like, let me look at Verizon's coverage map and make sure that, like, I'm not going to the middle of nowhere where I'm not going to have signal. So this was actually arguably the best coverage spot that I could find, which happens to be the Brooks spot. However, that being said, uh, when I got out here, it was 78 degrees, and now it is 70. So I imagine things are still going to be moving, but it may just be a crapshoot, and I may just go home. So we'll see what happens. But I figured the Herpeticulture Network is constantly innovative, and I don't know anybody that's done a live show with live herpin like this. Yeah, we haven't, so... I mean, I'm just driving around in a car. It's you know, it's road cruising. It's nothing special. It's not like I'm you know traversing. We're taking a tr we're taking a trip in South Florida. So just pretend you're in the vehicle with Phil. Yeah. Now he's just so find everyone. Here, it actually went up. It's 72 now. Nice. I'm trying to go to the group and make sure that everything's. Good to go because I'm really anxious to draw a winner for this. And so I'm thinking just because we don't usually sell out of spots, there's usually 25 slots. And the last, this is the second month in a row that we haven't filled all those up. So I'm thinking people want more cigars and less uh, accessories. So next month, we'll see what happens. Really? What's up? Hey. The hunt. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yep. Cool. I'm in a, a different spot. It's just the low rumble of Phil's whip. Is it bad? Phil, what are you doing? It's not that bad. He's out looking for dead bodies. That's what it looks like for dumping them. Oh, my. What is that? Yeah, what's what's up, there? What's up? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> what is Phil doing? He's he decided to go herping while live streaming tonight, and it's it's I don't know. Look at this, Phil's. Is that better? <laughs> Phil's herping, so he's doing it on his phone. He thought it would. He thought it would. It would work. And I haven't seen a snake yet, so. Well, it's also it, the temp dropped real quick, so we're gonna see what happens. But I rolled the window up. Is that better? I mean, it's Florida. Yeah. Temp drops and stuff don't really matter. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, the audio is the audio better now that I rolled the window up. You sound great, buddy. How do you Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad. It's like the Christmas video all over again. And look, and look who's back. Hey, it's the return. What's going on, everybody? What's up? Are you still in your bathroom with a rocking chair now? Yes. Yeah, I you got into a rocking uh, chair. I kept my uh, my globe. 
We'll be using that later. Yeah, we'll be using that later. Okay. I'll, I'll have it on the ready. Keep in mind, though, it does still call West Papua uh, Erie Jaya, so Perfect. a little outdated. But if you want Perfect. to know where the USSR was, right there. God, the audio on this is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> Billy, what are you doing? Are I'm, you- uh, I'm cutting stuff. <laughs> what is that? It's a uh, adhesive. No, Casey didn't bring his tequila again. No, Casey has a glass of water and <laughs> popcorn I made. Yeah, some popcorn, but I'm probably not going to be eating that. Yes, I am eating popcorn in the back. I'm an American, and that is my right. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. You're making better choices already. I'm making better choices already. <laughs> Justin, if you need to mute me because of the rumble, uh, just do it, and I'll, I'll wave at you or something. Perfect. Phil, what are you out looking for? What's the goal for tonight? <laughs> Hold on this, a second. I must allow him to speak. Phil, what are you looking for? So we're, we're actually looking for where, meaning you guys and me. <laughs> we're looking for Brooks King Snakes and hopefully either a Yellow Rat or an Everglades Rat. Uh, this is also a really good spot for high-banded cottonmouths, but it's a little too late in the evening for them. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm going to make a turn here, and uh, it, may oh, get, it may get a turn. <laughs> So, it's crazy, y'all. They get a turn. This might be the one podcast where someone sees a skunk ape. You may be witnessing history here, folks. I mean, this actually might be the first podcast that someone's actually herped while they were doing it. That's the goal, man. Herpetoculture Network, innovation at its finest. Breaking through the fourth wall. Do you have your feed bottle? I have like five. I was optimistic. Phil was looking for cartel members. <laughs> Cox said Phil was looking for cartel members and moonshiners. What about pigs? Is it what is it pig weather? Pygmy? Pygmy weather? Uh yeah, but I'm in the totally wrong spot. I'm I'm like an hour and a half south of where you'd find good pigs. I can go like maybe 30, 40 minutes west of where I'm at and find some pigs, but this is actually the southernmost range of the Everglades rat, and they're supposed to be the most red, but I- I've never seen one that was really, really red down here. So, <laughs> Ryan I know, I also, I Papa Casey, tell us about the exploration of the moose. <laughs> Y'all are jealous. You don't have a rocking chair, and I do. I, I'm more jealous of the 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 globe thing. It is a pretty cool thing right there. It you makes up need the like fact a, I'm in a bathroom. You need like a crushed velvet background or something in a fireplace. I have a red towel. Does that work? Please put the towel up. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Please do that. <clears throat> so, I mean, have you seen anything yet, Bill? No. No, nothing yet. The fog is I do have really a cork killing up. my visibility, <laughs> And That's as good as it can get. Is we, it a full? What's the moon cycle? What's that? What's the moon cycle? Like, what's the moon, uh, moon like tonight? Thin, it's a thin sliver, but it's not going to come up for like another two hours. So That's good. But uh, I, I, it's funny, man. Like, what the? Oh, shadow. 
Um, it's funny because like, I you know I'm driving through the Panther Preserve and there's like flashing lights everywhere. You know, slow down, caution, Panther crossing, next five miles, whatever. And like people are, I'm, the speed limit's sixty, so I just put cruise control on. You know, I have my high beams on so I can see what's going on. And like, people are flying around me going like eighty or ninety, and I just don't understand. Like an old woman. Well, no, well, because it's a panther fucking preserve. How dare you care about wildlife, Bill? Yeah, I know. And I normally wouldn't. I normally wouldn't drive this slow on this road. It's just the visibility is shit. And I know the minute I speed up over thirty miles an hour, I'm gonna hit a deer. So getting old is a bitch. I will, I will say this though: it is kind of poopy not having my laptop and being able to read the comments or something. So it's gonna be worth it when you find something. I know, right? I'm really hoping. He ain't gonna find nothing. He's gonna find some yellow rats. No, that would be cool. Yes, it would. All right, should I draw a winner for this? This. Yeah, do it. Let's do it. All right, people had their chance. Oh shit. Um, so let me. Well, how much was raised first? Um, so after the cost of all the stuff, um, looks like US Arc will get about, uh, 180 or 200 bucks. Nice. I may pay out, I may pay out of pocket. Yeah, I may pay out of pocket to ship. That's awesome, man. Let me see. Um, random number generator. Yo, can Casey's you guys see back. how the fog is above the car? I see a road. Yeah, I see it though. I'm literally driving underneath the fog. It's crazy. If you see a glowing orb, let us know too. That's, uh, that's a big swamp thing, right? Like swamp ghost? Well, I am I am in Skunk Ape territory, so this is his natural range, or its natural range. I don't want to use the wrong pronoun. All right, so we all see this. Putting in a number one and twenty-five. Are we ready? Yes. I, I don't know what we're doing. I'm ready though. Twenty-five. That is Will Jordan. God damn it, Will. Congrats, Will. Congratulations, Will. All right. Bounced. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, Thomas. <laughs> Wait, Phil, go back. Stop. You really want me to go back? <laughs> Did you? Yeah. You didn't, you, see it? you didn't see it? No. Where was it? Dude, you got to back up a little bit. It was right there. It was a really nice size cane break, man. Not cane break, fucking cotton mouth. Where? You ruined it, Casey. <laughs> you ruined it. Go back. What side? Like a, like a half a mile on the right. 
No way, a half a mile. You guys are dicks. <laughs> I saw something. It looked yeah. like a looked like a chupacabra. You guys are dicks. He got so excited. How did you not know this was happening? I'm looking at the freaking road. I, you know, Casey ruined it when he go when he jumps from a cane break to a cotton mouth. I meant Eastern Diamondback. Well, it's another rink. (laughs) It's another fucking rink. (laughs) (laughs) So, Billy, MacWatch, you got ovulation, you think? I did. Oh, yeah, Billy's had all kinds of action going, man. What What else has been cooking? What's been cracking? So... I'm about to have my, uh, honestly, probably in the next week or so, I should have my uh, Caramel Head Albino Girl drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was bred to an Albino Jag, so we could get some Caramel Albino Jags there. Uh, yes, Ryan, got promising things from the Macklets, uh, so I'm hoping that works out. From uh, what? The Macklets. The Macklets. It's your show. I got to say that. So, <laughs> uh, then just a lot of carpet stuff. Um, farm bred IJs. I'm finally getting locks out of that really nice mail I have with uh, the stripe and the ocelot type pattern. Uh, let's see what else. Stripe jungles are looking good. Uh, the Russian. Balins are looking good too. Uh, looks like it should be a decent year. You know, I don't want to jinx myself, but anything could be better than last year. Yeah, you had a you had a pretty rough goat last year, man. Uh, yeah, I sending this to USR, so forget. No, nah, you're good. I uh, yeah, I saw last year going a lot better than than what it actually did. I think I lost about twelve babies uh, full term in the egg. Don't know what that was about. Mm-hmm. But it happens, man. They say, uh, I know a lot of the guys that breed carpets, they say about every five years or so, they just have an off year, it seems like. So it was my fourth year breeding, so maybe I was right on that mark. We'll see. It's interesting. I haven't heard that before, but it makes sense. Yeah, I've heard uh, like the guys in the Northeast especially talk about it, like Curtin and uh, Borden, Burke, all those guys. What about you guys? What about you, Jeff? You breeding anything? Yeah, we're pairing up the Cyania tonight, so hopefully uh, awesome. they go. That'll be nice. Um, a lot of ball python stuff. The white lips, they look promising, but we haven't witnessed anything because they're always in their eye. So. Um, besides that, nothing really. That's a good lineup, though. Cyan and White Lips. Now, if those two go, I'll be happy. <laughs> huh? Yo, I'm pretty sure I got a uh, pre-lay sheds from both of my Nova Guinea females. Nice. It's nice. another one I'm really excited about. Yeah, you've been if talking about Nova- If I get Nova Guineas and Maclots, I'll uh, I'll be a really happy guy, for sure. Now, yours are Timors, right? Yes, I have six Timors at the moment. Is that all you have, or do you have some Roddy Island stuff? 
I want Roddy to know, but uh, yeah. I think some I can't remember who was pairing some up. Was it Dennis? I won't remind you that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember somebody. I'll figure it out. No, nah, it should be Dennis. I, I think Kohler might be too. Cool. That'd be nice. Yeah, is there like a visual difference or is it just a, like I know where this is from kind of thing? So the Roddy Islands, they have less freckling and they're more uh, darker. So like the Timors are a lot more variable uh, and they'll have a lot more freckling going on. Uh, it's just What's a different minute? look. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. You know how us uh, gotta have more. really guys are with the any slight variation, you know the locality. It's, they're all about it. Yeah, that's it. I'm just excited you got an ovulation out of them. Dude, you have no idea how excited I was. I was running late for work that morning. Like, I really needed to go, and I just had to check everything. I saw that. And I was almost late because I kept, like, taking pictures, and I just stared at her. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, we've all been there. Those oh, one yeah. days where you're, like, already running late, and you go check on something, and the snakes are doing something cool, so you're, like – even later than you were going to be. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a good sight to see, you know, like, cause as far as the Mac lots go, like I know Jeff's into them and you know, the select few, but they don't really have that much of a following, but it's just one of the, they're one of those snakes. I just, I was interested in, I got one and obviously I just, you know, fell in love with them cause I ended up getting a whole bunch more, but they're just so cool, man. It's like, why are they not everywhere? I think part of it's because when they're babies, they can be so defensive. I mean, so can they white lips. Out, they're amazing. But so can yeah, white lips. Too. So can scrubs. You know, like there's a lot of carpets. stuff that's just like that. So can carpets. Yeah. That's true. So but, just between. I say this one time, though. Like, people don't care about Maclots, but if you hatched out a carpet python that looked like a Maclots python, can you imagine, like, what people would do with that thing? Like, what? That's how a, much money they would pay for a carpet python that looks like a Maclock python? That is a super zebra granite, and I am hopefully a couple years away from uh, starting that project. Oh, that is cool. Shameless plug. <laughs> Cox said localities are bust. For real. So we've raised, so far, between the last three auction slash raffle events $599.91 so that's awesome man. That's up. not that's bad fantastic, fantastic. Um, the next beneficiary I have for next month's event I call it an event on Facebook so Facebook won't flag that shit uh, is the Asclepius Snakebite Foundation so Ooh. hell nice. yeah I like it, and like I said, I think I mean Phil. I don't know what your what your thoughts are, but I'm thinking less accessories and gear and hardware and more cigars. Yeah, I would agree. I would I would even especially since it's going to be to the uh, Snakebite Foundation. I'd say let's try and get uh, if we can some Mozambique filler or some Cameroon wrapper and you know Africanize it up. Oh, that's a good know? idea. Get some bacas. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cameroon wrappers. 100%. The only uh, the only problem with Cameroon wrappers, okay, is it's that 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 leaf in particular is notoriously fragile. And so if you if you live in like somewhere that's really cold or you live somewhere that's really hot and humid, which I mean, 
take your pick. That's pretty much anywhere in the States, I guess, depending on what part. Uh, it cracks very easily. It's like I said, it's super delicate to like temperature and humidity and it's super delicate to being dropped and like physically being, being hit. Uh, yeah, Thomas, I also thought about doing like a, a gift certificate for Beaver Tobacco and then you know, people can buy whatever that monetary value is and some extra stuff if they wanted to. But I've definitely been thinking about doing a box. Um, it's just a matter, like I said, it's just like with this one, it was it was a little, I won't say over budget, but I it's more than what the last auction was, the raffle was. Um, February Sampler is going to, is that the one with the leaf and stuff in it? I really sat on the first, didn't I? Yikes. Um, but anyways, I, I try to keep the, the amount, like the like how much that item cost for that event a little, like around 100 bucks or a little more, but this one was definitely a, a lot, so. Uh, I wonder if like higher raffle, but lower spots. Like a higher entry would be better, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe drop it down to twenty. I don't know. We're still we're still working it out. I mean, I'm I'm happy with what we've done so far, so I'm not complaining. Yeah, it's done well so far. Huh? It's done well so far. Yeah, and I mean, I plan like when I produce some stuff like corns and beards and whatnot, I I intend on either doing a separate event just for that or uh like not doing cigars one month or something i don't know but i have no problems throwing up like a pair of corns or you know a pair of bears or something for an auction you know so benefiting whoever uh, you just want to get those bears out there huh people do dude, people are sleeping man now i'm looking through i'm trying to figure out if i release the february this this last sampler was the february sampler was it not I thought so. I thought so too. I thought I had it marked as an announcement, but I still have some of those. So if anybody wants some, I just uh, realized that my microphone was muted, and I've been talking to you, and no one's. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I was gonna say is uh, the remember I got the double sampler. Did we ever figure out whose that was? No, you know what I think it is. Is I think I sent it to you, thinking you had paid for it. And then I sent you another one because I had forgotten that you had paid for it. So, okay. So, I, so I, we, we so can I figure that out. That, uh, I'll bring that back to you. That's, yeah, either that or you can buy it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Because when you told me that, I kind of freaked out. Like, Phil got two samplers, and I was like, how did you do that? Like, I only sent you one, and then I thought about it, and I was like, oh. Well, I remember you told me, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get your sampler out this week. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, I, I already got it, but whatever. And then I got another one. I was like, I got to tell him that he did this. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's missing out on their tasty treats. Well, apparently it wasn't anybody. It was just uh, stuff getting sent out. But Just a dupe. Apparently those, those Kappa Especials, those Tatuajes, were, were beloved by all. Which that is probably my favorite cigar in that sampler. It's very good. God, Dan Colgan posts a lot. 
I can't keep the chat going on mine, or I'm just going to, like, do nothing but read it. Jesus. Wait, are you talking to me? February sampler was notified January 31st. There we go. So that's right, because I released it like a day early, I think. No, I don't know. But uh, Thomas said he'd be willing to donate some of his personal stash. Uh, you know, well, I don't know. I just like, I like that this is a very easy way to raise money and, you know, things are... It's going really well. At the same time, like Facebook has pretty much been leaving us alone, um, which is nice too. Uh, it's a drama-free group. It's literally nothing but snakes and stogies. So, nice little bullshit-free zone. Depending how uh, my season goes, I might be able to throw something. Yeah, I'm still. I need to figure out exactly how that's gonna work. Um, just in terms of like Facebook and yeah. uh, being able to do it without getting zucked. I'm sure you'll figure something out. This is I can't find that post anywhere. This well, is ridiculous. I mean, it, there it is. Is it is it that big a deal because it's all going to charity? Yeah, oh, raffles in general. Dude, that was the January sampler. Have I even put the February one together? What is? Why is my brain not working? Because you got four hundred questions all the time. Oh my god, dude! I totally haven't even put that together. True story. Jesus. Okay. Well, I guess I'll put that together tomorrow. I'm sitting here going crazy, man. I was like, damn near a month ago that was posted. Ugh. Anyways. What did... Yeah, Feb uh, Dustin, the February sampler has not been posted yet. The January one has. Uh, so Bill also said, announce here that the raffle contents don't like animals. I got you. Uh, yeah, and I mean that that would be cool. I'm sure there's some way we can like make a coded coded message. What I'm seeing most lately is people saying ready to take a plane ride or something like that. Yeah, that seems to be the the workaround right now. That's working, which means you know by the time the week's over, it's not going to work anymore. Yeah, we got this thing looking for a plane ticket. Proof. It worked. Um, well, you know, I mean, what else I could do is is talk to uh, our website guy and see if it's something we could set up to where people could buy a spot on like the HM site or something. Like, I can make a sub page or something, and then people can just pay a PayPal for a spot, and it automatically puts their name in or something. There's a local cage builder that does that sometimes. Yeah. Raffles on his website. At least the animal stuff. It's just, you know... Uh, oh, so Steven asked... The, the, my issue with the website thing is then people have to go to another place and, like, the moment you start adding more places people have to go, people don't want to do it, so... 
Um, February, I have, and I don't know if this is actually going to be approved or not. It has not been. Um, we have a Perdomo ESV Maduro, a T52 Robusto, which is Liga Pravada, uh, Rocket Patel Connecticut Toro, Romacraft Temperance Connecticut, Perdomo Connecticut 20th anniversary, the uh, 6.5 by 48. So. Jesus Christ, Billy. What, man? It's crafting. Yeah, no kidding. That, actually, so, that sounds like an exquisite lineup. It's, you know, it's mostly Connecticut's, except for the, you know, the T52 and the ESV, but... Yeah, but still, they're, it's, all good, it's all good quality brand. The T52 is going to be tough, because I don't know if I'll be able to use the Robustas or if I'll have to use the uh, Coronas, but... Either way, I don't know. It depends on what we have most of. How are those uh, those Candoya babies doing, Jeff? Uh, we got, I think, two of them to eat mouse pinkies, um, cut up, scented with tuna juice. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, nothing else. So we're going to try those little feeder guppies, I think, tonight. So... Or tomorrow, but hopefully they'll go after those. I bet that'll work. I mean, they're they're so small; it's it's insane. And so Jeff, a bunch can... of people just getting rabbit imports right now because it seems like we're seeing a lot of just massive litters of. There were so many rabbit imports; it's insane. So you guys people are selling them for twenty dollars a piece. Or was it kind of just a luck of the draw thing. Uh, they knew they were gravid. I mean, Dan was selling his as advertised as gravid imports. Um, you could clearly see their stomach was descended, so it was very obvious. We only got nine babies, but I know some people that had like seventy-five in a litter. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's what I've seen. They get like, yeah, fifty, sixty something of them. That's too Cox, Cox has set up a gecko col- uh, guppy colony. Jesus. Yep. I have Billy muted. That's what we're thinking about doing. Yeah, I'm done with the loud part now. Sorry, guys. Um, Bill, we're talking about Candoya. Was it Paulson I? Yep. The yeah. Isabel Island. Paulson And then we have a pair that we actually bred. So, and she's grabbing right now. So I'm really excited for those. The dad just looks amazing. Uh, Stephen Poole said, I had my first Rocky Patel Royale Toro. It was a solid stick. Those, when we had those, those were very popular. And then it's weird. They kind of like died off. Like no one really bought them. And then for whatever reason, like a year or two later, they became like in fashion again and everybody wanted them. I don't know. It's very strange. I don't really see that often. Uh, oh. Casey, what's up with blue tongues? That's something you wanted to talk about. Uh, let me just get that out for a second. Man, blue tongues. I'm just going to go ahead and say, man, Taliqua are kicking my butt right now. And it's because, well, for one, I had a female that I was really excited about breeding died uh, right as soon as I was warming them up. I had yeah. a couple Easterns that I'm trying to do, really? and the females are receptive. The boy wants to go, but he is too stupid to breed. He will literally grab the female, 
just to the point where she's going to mount, like she's going to let him mount, like she's got her tail lifting up and he's like getting all up on top of her and then he'll just stop. He'll just like not know what he's doing and just walk away. Like he'll start like looking up in the air and looking around and like go up to a corner and close his eyes and lay down. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> why? Like you got the hardest part of your job done. Get the rest of it done and then take a nap. I don't understand. Or he'll like grab her and like kind of start trying to do her business, but it's by the wrong end. Like his tail's like up in front of her face and stuff. I'm like, listen, man, I know that's fun, but that's not how babies are made. And I need you to make babies. So I did get a pair of Northerns that I was not even trying to breed to lock up twice. I've gotten one lock from the Eastern boy that I think was a lock. I may have missed. Because he definitely missed uh, last time he tried. Like, finger lift apart. I saw Timmy Ping pop out, shoot a bunch of stuff out, and <laughs> he gave up. It was the saddest thing I have ever seen in my life. Because I'm just, like, sitting there like, he didn't kill her. He didn't rip her arms off. He's actually doing what he's supposed to do. And then he did <laughs> I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry, man. That's... These things like, and it's stuff like that. Like, it's <laughs> the girls like him. He wants to breed, but he is too stupid to figure out how to do it. And that's what it comes down to. <laughs> it's the evolution of beards. That's good. If I could grow one, you got the stash down, Pat. You look like a young Tom Selleck. Yeah, you got the stash. I just wish I can grow an actual beard, not just be a patchy as fuck. That'd be nice. I don't know, man. I went to the Keanu Reeves school of uh, beard growing. <laughs> Jeff's mustache because I have a reverse Hitler and it won't grow in the middle right under my nose. So I have to keep it long so like it kind of masks it. Otherwise, it would just be a bald spot. If there's no hair there, there isn't, it, going on isn't where... it pretty much a bald oh, spot? No. <laughs> I got like the that stuff here show. and then Freaking, freaking mutton chops and nothing else. But yeah, that's my, that's my totally You should story. totally have anyway. like the chin strap. You can look like Riff Raff, the neon icon. Uh, no, no chin strap. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time in my life I probably could have pulled it off, but now is not the time. <laughs> Brandon Valentine. He would look Amish. He would. Would you like some butter with your blue tongues? <laughs> so, yeah. I'm going to get northern blue tongue kinks on accident. I didn't cycle them. I didn't do anything with these easterns. I cycled them for months. Like, I had all these plans, all these, like, aspirations, and it's just, like, falling apart before my eyes, and it's not for any lack of trying. It's just... What the fuck? The voice is too... Stupid to go. And I want to cry every time it happens. Like, literally, I watch it, and I play a game of, okay, what's going to go wrong this time? And that's just kind of what I'm, like, uh, this morning, he was on top of her doing everything right, and then he gets off, and, like, he's got his back all hunched up, and, like, his neck all, like, weird. He got a cramp. He got a cramp. There's no other, like, explanation for what I saw other than this lizard. Help me. And got a cramp. <laughs> Which 
happens to the best of us, but still, like the fact it was a lizard. Not it's, very, a it's a very scientific episode. First documented case of a blue tongue cramping during intercourse. It was like the way he was moving, like I'm like, I know what that means. I've seen that before. A chin strap attached to a helmet in case he finds another bottle of margarita. (laughs) Is it is it considered intercourse or intercourses because there's two hemipenes? I don't know, but neither one of them happened, so I don't know. Also only one goes in. They only use one at a time. Ah. But yeah, man, when I saw that, I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. Bill brings up a good point. He said maybe it's maybe it's stage fright from a guy watching him and judging. Well, that's awesome. the other problem. You gotta freaking watch these things because they're gonna try to bite each other's arms off if you don't. Like, it's really scary when they like grab the side of the face and like kind of shake around a little bit. Because all I can think of is he's gonna like crush his like orbital lobe or whatever it is. Because you got to be ready to like pull them apart because they are brutal to each other. Like it's scary to watch them because it really looks like the male is trying to kill the female, and if the female isn't feeling it. She'll turn around, and what seems to be the most common way they do it is she'll open her mouth and like grab his top jaw with her mouth and like shake for a second and let go and let, let him run away. Like let him run away, and once that happens, he completely loses interest for like the whole day. And I've heard people say you can get like a male to mul- to uh, lock up multiple times, and that's not what I've seen. It seems to be like the male gets one good try in him a day, try in him in him a day, and then it's done. Just no use in trying again. And the females have like a two week window at the most, so I'm just like watching failure like happen in slow motion with blue tongue shape. Well, you said you get northern, so you'll have that. Yeah, which that's almost like a constellation prize. Like, hey, you weren't trying this at all, but you know what? Here you go, man. You gotta play it cool, man. I've always noticed when, uh, whenever I have a project that I'm super excited about, I uh, it ends up not going well. But the ones I'm just like, oh, you know, whatever, I'll play it cool the whole time. They end up going for me. Billy jinxes yeah. it by having hope. That's what I do. That's yeah. what I feel like. I'm not that kind of lucky. I'm not like long-term plans work, work out kind of lucky. I'm like stumble into greatness kind of lucky. <laughs> you got to know who you are. Phil, how come you haven't found anything yet, dude? For real. I want to see some Florida snakes, damn it. I don't even think he's driving yeah, anymore. Me an Is he frozen? Alive. I think he's frozen. Now he's really in the middle of nowhere. He might be. Nope. Yep. Yep. He's, gone. he's probably gonna text me and be like, "Dude, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go home and I'll get back on." <laughs> twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. It happens. Now Billy's the only one with the loud background noise. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what that is. Dude, your mic is just so sensitive to like everything. It's crazy. Well, Bill, you have like seventy-eight dogs in your house, so that's one of those. Jesus, you like Cruella Deville, dude. 
What kind of dog? 101 Dalmatians. I uh, got Basset Hounds. It's a lot of hound stuff. Hound mixes. I am. I've got this like, kind of funky bark because it can't hear itself bark. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, she's she's like 13. She can't hear. Maybe he found a skunk ape. Or Maybe. the skunk ape found him. Yeah. We knew you well, Phil. I'm excited for corns and bairds. I should be pairing those soon because I've been feeding them. Uh-oh. Wait. Does he live? Phil, did the skunk gate get you? Oh, no. Oh, no. I should have taken that bet, though. I was going to bet he was going to pop back in. <laughs> I was going to make that bet while on the road. We're Does confused, anybody, uh, you know. Pairing up bamboo rats this year? Not Casey. Uh, another uh. But I think, so what's going on with them is I'm letting them, like, get some food in them. And I think they need to shed before they go. So I just kind of, like, throw them together at night. And I haven't really seen any locks. But they seem to, like, kind of cuddle with each other a little bit. So who knows? They're eating a lot. So I'm expecting them to shed at any point. I'm at the point of the year where I'm expecting everything to be a failure because that's how it looks. But usually, like, stuff pulls through, you know? But I'm in that little stage right now where things are not looking up, so I'm trying to, like, kill my hope a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just, you know, with that female chondro dying, it's kind of like just kick back and enjoy colubrids for the indefinite future. You know, just stick to my simple corns and beards that require... Very little attention to detail. <sighs> just be like Casey. Just, just a failure. Hope, yeah, just no hope. Just giving up. Like Billy last year. Where it was <laughs> that was brutal, nuts. man. Dude, it was. Like one one shot to the nuts after another, dude. The worst one, well, there's two really bad ones, was the Nova Guinea clutch that... I had 12 eggs. They looked great until like three weeks before they hatched. Ten of them went bad. And then the last two uh, died full term in the egg. Like I cut the eggs and there were fully formed babies in there, just dead as could be. And then I had four uh, straight Peterson eggs that uh, just didn't go. It just didn't go well. The eggs looked good. When I finally cut them, the embryos were underdeveloped and everything. So I had my hopes set on these Petersons that uh, never had a chance in the first place, but the eggs looked okay. So what do you think happened with the ones that were full term? So. Like you didn't have any of them pip? Like you didn't have any signs that it was time for them to do their thing? No. Uh, I mean, I try not to cut until the first one does pip. You know, I usually give them 24 to 48 hours, and then I'll, you know, I'll give the other ones some help. Uh, but with those, they just never did. I mean, either the egg, the egg tooth broke, 
Um, I had a lot of infertiles last year too. We had a really mild winter and I'm really dependent on the outside uh, mm-hmm. weather to cool my animals. And we legitimately only had like two weeks of cool weather. Like we didn't have anything this, this year we had a lot more. Yeah. And, uh, I'm seeing a lot more promising stuff. I'm, I might get overrun. Uh, honestly, I might've messed up, but we'll see. Feast or famine. That's it. But, uh, Cause I don't, I don't know. Like I, I think that first chondro clutch I had, I waited a day or two before I cut them. But like with that last cyania clutch, those eggs were so thick. Cause the first one pipped, and so I was like, you know, checking it out, and that eggshell was just so thick. I was like, I'm cutting all of them, you know. And that was the the recommendation that I was given by by guys in Europe too. Um, you know, it was like the first one pips, cut them all, cause like those eggshells are just abnormally thick. I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's a different beast with the with those guys and the Ganyos and the Beauties and all that. I mean, their their shells are naturally a lot thicker. So, I mean, you almost have to if they don't hatch past a certain date. You know, python eggs are a little easier to for the babies to get through. Which, actually, Jeff, you will appreciate the next issue of the magazine because I'm planning on writing an article on my sort of my timeline of breeding them and you know, all that. I so. appreciate all the info I can get there. I mean, honestly, they're surprised. Like they're freakishly easy. Um, it was, it was so straightforward. It was like, put them together, wait for a shed, get eggs, incubate, wait longer. Then yeah, expect- Matt was telling me that the eggs were harder to, you know, yeah. deal with than that was the breeding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like my female, like I, I, I'm sure you heard it on the show. We were talking about it. Like my female is not, was not that big when I first paired them. She's gotten a lot bigger now. Like she's really gone through like a growth spurt. Uh, but she knocked it out of the park, man. Like she, she did really well. And so I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, naturally those breed a little smaller than maybe what we think they do. Cause she may have even been able to breed at a smaller size than what she was when I paired her. I don't know, but I just, I don't, it's, I don't clearly they don't have to be, you know, monsters to be able to produce, nice decent clutches because that first clutch was nine eggs and i mean that's that's a lot for a boy guy that's that's pretty impressive and she did it back to back right the second clutch was eight yeah. yeah which one of those eggs looks like it's it's a dud or it's dead or it but all the other ones the other seven look flawless still so i think yeah, yeah it's the incubation that's kind of the tough part and the weight, you know, it's not like pythons where it's like, cool, we get babies in 60 days, 54 days, whatever. This is like, nope, you're going to be waiting 100 plus. Damn near half a year. And it doesn't even make sense because you would think like physiologically, right? Here's what I don't understand about like Ganyasoma and the only explanation is the cooler temperatures, but how is it that pythons that have, you know, the evolution and the the years behind them to develop something like heat pits and like these structures that are fairly complex compared to colubrids. How is it that these cyania eggs, which those babies come out tiny, how is it that those take so much longer than a python, which is literally like two or three times the size of, of one of those cyania eggs? Like, I don't well, get Pythons it. protect their, uh, their clutches, incubate them themselves. So it's probably a more constant temp. As far as uh, colubrids that are kind of just on their own, and 
I'm just the elements and stuff. I'm saying know, like those those babies just have a, like in my opinion, it seems like they have a lot less to develop compared to pythons. Like yeah, there's, there's less engineering involved. So that's something I'm always curious about. I never understood because like Ganyasoma too. Like I feel like those are even less those are even less complex than the Boigar. You know, I don't. And those take just as long, if not longer. I don't. It, I don't know. You pair those up yet? Uh, I had the male in with the female for like a week. Um, I just moved the female into that four foot PVC that that female chondro was in after a really heavy disinfecting and stuff. Um, but I need to add more to it. I got to go and get some driftwood and I got to fill that thing out a little more. But maybe after after a couple of weeks, when she's kind of settled in there, I'll probably put the male in again. <clears throat> See what happens. Do you have cork bark and stuff in there? I need to get some. Dude, since I started using it, I, it's awesome, man. I'm seeing snakes do stuff that they weren't doing before, and then I put it in there. and I want to like get some rounds. Different behaviors. Yeah, I want to get some rounds for the scrub because I feel like the scrub would really like them, uh, the Ganyos. Um, I know the Boiga would use them, you know, mounted or not. They'd love them. But. I just put a flat piece up high in my uh, Amazon cage, and mm -hmm. she hasn't left it since I put it in there. Has not left it. Well, I moved all the all the stuff out of that that Python portal setup that that female was in, and put it in that four foot. And obviously, I knew I'd need a little more, but definitely didn't fill it out as much as I thought it would. So, I gotta. I'm gonna get another Pothos. Like I have a Pothos in the scrub setup. Like I just bought a planted uh, one from Walmart. You know, like eight bucks. You get a decent size one. Um, took it out and I washed out all that dirt that came with it and replaced it with some natural soil that doesn't have all the, you know, the fertilizers and crap in it. Um, mm -hmm. And that thing's exploding in there, man. Like, that thing is growing like freaking crazy. So, I want to do that in that, that female Ganyo setup, too. <clears throat> yeah, I have uh, Pothos in the Amazon Psilonotus and Spilodi cage, and they're just, they're exploding. Mm -hmm. Those plants are awesome for snake cages. Well, I need to switch that scrub over to probably cypress mulch because I realize now with those the big pieces of driftwood and the plants and stuff, like changing the, the puppy pads that they're on, like I'm going to have to take everything out and put it back in and just switch them to particulate or something and then just spot clean. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass, man. And I want cork rounds, but cork rounds also are stupid expensive, especially the big ones. I got one that's like three feet long, maybe, uh, for my Pattaya's cage. It was like 35 bucks. It wasn't too bad. What did you get it at a show? Mm -hmm. See, that's the difference. Like, it shows. Like, I remember Daytona, not last year, the year, uh, the year before. Someone had cork in the back, like in the back corner for like nothing. Like, I should have loaded up then, but it's always cheaper at shows. You get it online, it's like painful. Yeah, every time I'm at a show now, I uh, I try to get some just because I'm starting to use it so much more. I'm gonna check uh, Northeast Herpeticulture though they all, or New England Herpeticulture because they always have pretty good prices on that stuff. Let me look. I like being able to go to the beach and get driftwood though. Like that driftwood is it's good stuff. Yeah, I kind of want to come is by. Where you guys are. 
Huh? Is it legal where you guys are? We can't go and get driftwood at the beach here um, in Washington. I mean, so the spot that I go to, the handful of hurricanes we've had over the last like six years or so have, have taken out a lot of trees and laid a lot down. And um, I'm not taking anything major. You know, like I think I took two or three pieces that were maybe three or four foot long to, for the scrub cage. Um, and no one seems to say anything. I mean, like, obviously if I was, if I did it in a ranger, cause it's a state park, if a ranger stopped and said, Hey, you can't take that. I'd be like, okay, fine. And I'd drop it. But they don't, I don't think they care. Cause there's so many down trees, especially in that particular spot where I go that I don't, I don't think they care. But Billy Dustin uh, wants to know, are you doing anything to disinfect the wood from shows? It's a very good question. Uh, I, I mean, I, I give it a, a little wash down. I mean, I don't go crazy. I'm not like spraying it with disinfectant or anything, but I mm-hmm. you know, rinse it if I feel like I need to you know, scrub it or something. Cause, I mean, it's just bark. I don't know. I'm looking at cork rounds on any herp right now. 16 to 18 inch ones are 19.99. Well, uh, if you uh, make the trip, we'll get you some. Wait, see, they have like show grade. I never really understood. That's the ones that are 18 to 25 inches, but also like 8 to 12 inches in diameter. I don't know. Yeah, next time you have a, you go to a show and you see some, let me know. They're at every show. Like, there's a Charleston show coming up next weekend, <clears throat> or this weekend, actually, and I may make the drive up there Sunday because I'm sure there will be some. Or I could just find out a friend that's going and ask them to keep an eye out. Ryan Reed. I'll get Ryan Reed to do it. He's up that way. Phil just like up and disappeared, bro. You know, I'm having a hard time finding it right now. Rating oh. heat pandas. Like the Varium electronic ones? Yeah. Speaking I don't know if like COVID messed up the production of them or whatever, but I need a bunch of uh, 28 watts. And man, I can't find them anywhere. It probably like, has something to do I with found... the suppliers, like the, the raw materials and stuff. Yeah, that makes Hello. sense. Like, he lives. Ooh, he's alive. Hey, Philip. Don't see you, Phil. Philip. So I started so doing that as a joke, and I always call him that now. <laughs> so sorry to interrupt whatever you guys are talking about, but I had to get away from like this dead zone. And it's funny because I could see you guys crystal clear and hear you guys crystal clear. But, like, my video feed was cut and everything else was cut. So I just drove, like, six miles west on, on like, a, a real road. And now I'm back on the dirt. I'm trying to flip this camera around. Stand by. See, now oh, Billy's saying if I come to Tampa, he'll get me. You know, we'll get some at that show. But that's still, that's still up in the air. I really, like, it's not that I don't want to go. I really do. It's... So, Justin, what is the thing that's stopping me? Because I already offered, like, man, if you want me to go to savannah because there's two different ways to kind of get to where we're going i could go the way that basically takes me by savannah and we drive down the coast or i go down the interstate like down 75 it's finances 
I'm not that worried about it, but my wife in particular thinks that it may, it may be, it is up in the air. But to me, I feel like it's doable because I mean, we're really, I don't see us going out and actually doing stuff, really. Like, it's not like we're going to go clubbing or anything like that. We're obviously going to hit up Chili's if, I, if I'm down there. Like, I'll go uh, alone. I don't even care. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk there. Here. I don't know if we'll even do Chili's, man. What? No. We're doing I'm not, then I'm not coming. <laughs> you talking about... You guys talking about, about two weeks? Mm-hmm. It ain't two weeks, bro. About two weeks. Two and a half. Three. Okay. Yeah, turn it Whatever. So I, was I don't know. Say, I, I have allocated. I have allocated funds specifically so that we can not be stressed about you know going into the Repticon or you know uh, uh, going out to dinner or whatever. I mean, like if if in order for me to even go to the show Saturday, I'd have to leave here Friday, which probably isn't going to happen. So it would be me driving, like waking up at like six, being on the road before six thirty, and then getting to Billy probably around one or so, depending on traffic. So you know, I'm more than willing to stock your money, right? Like, don't worry about anything. I'm gonna get it. Work, I'm gonna get it worked out. I, I ain't worried about it. Excuses. I already have that weekend off. Yeah. So. Yeah. I am. I am disappointed though that I didn't get. We like. I did. I made no attempt to go to any cigar shops while I was down there. Like you're. You're in Ybor City, and you. That's like the cigar mecca of the United States. Jeff said he was coming. Hey, Jeff's in New Mexico on lockdown right now. <laughs> Yeah, it must be nice to leave your room. <laughs> I I offered to drive you to Ebor. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't remember what happened, but we didn't go. Maybe it's because Phil wasn't there with me. He got nervous. It's a, it's an unfamiliar place. It's scary. He got nervous from all the history, all the cigar history. That's that's why that's why Jeff is here. Jake. Jeff is stuck in his room. What? So I was like, dude. Come on with us. And he's like, Ten okay. fucking days, man. Sucks. Yeah, because that's why people... Jeff, you're on the border, right? You're... Uh, Artesia, so it's not too far. Right now, outside Roswell. Yeah, I told him to catch us an alien. I'm trying. I'm looking for rattlesnakes and aliens, you know? Nothing yet. But They're out it's there. It's too cold here, I think. Nice. Yeah, I'll get after the cold. Are they aliens? Yeah, I mean... Today was like 80, and then this week it's down 80. like 25. Am I muted? No, you're not. No. <laughs> See, Billy, aliens actually also really like high humidity. So he might be like not quite in the right kind of uh, weather for that right now. Bill's in the right one for uh, for aliens, though. I actually the aliens outside my house. Justin, I sent you a link about cork bark that they sell by the pound. I, Rob Stone sent me a link to a place, too. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's coming out the woodwork, no pun intended. Or was it? Well, oh, yeah, that's all it's all here. No. Heat panels. Please hit me up. I need some. Which ones are you looking for? Pro Fridges. 28 watts? Oh, yeah. I need the little guys. 
Yeah, Reptile Basics seems to... It's well, just like I was saying with Billy, it's like a feast or famine thing. Like They either have it or they're out for months. I found a Reptile wholesale place where they sell like supplies and stuff wholesale. And I got... I need like, I don't know, somewhere between 12 and 20 of these things. So they said they had an in stock at the place. So I just went ahead and paid it. And then I got an email like three days later like, oh, hey, we don't actually have these in stock at all. So uh, if you want to be on our wait list uh, indefinitely great yeah, thanks mm-hmm. so i might email them back but i'm kind of uh i'm gonna stay on their wait list for now until i can find somewhere i can get them you know yeah i had that happen with me with triple l i bought a, an old book from them that, that they said they had in stock and after two and a half weeks i never got any shipping or anything so i called them they didn't answer i waited a day called them again didn't answer waited a day. finally i got them on a sunday and they're like, oh, no, we don't have that. So as soon as it's re-in-stock, you know, we'll get it to you. And I said, well, considering it's been discontinued for two years, it's out of print, uh, I think you need to give me my money back. It's not coming back in stock. Right. So. Now, this fog is shitty, and I can't see anything. And I just drove past the Skunk Ape headquarters, and... There used to be a giant statue of a skunk ape with like lights on it, and I was gonna like try and go live over there and show you guys, and the statue's gone, and I'm kind of sad. Someone oh. stole it. It probably makes more sense that someone hit it with a car because it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I've been looking for rattlesnakes like crazy. Told anybody, hey, call me if there's rattlesnakes. Well, Bill said he herped around there as much as he was able to. He said he was warned on perimeter runs to leave the rattlesnakes alone. There apparently, there's a lot out here, but I haven't seen any yet. New so Mexico's also there. got some pretty crazy laws. Like, you can't collect anything. Really? Like, yeah, that. like, New Mexico's, like, oddly strict. First problem with that, with what Phil said, was triple O. <laughs> I can't even lie, man. Like, finding mangroves has been really tough, but they get them in, and they're not that expensive. And I've been like, you know, I could get a pair of those and probably do okay with them. I got my Pac-Man from them. He's doing good. Yeah, I forget you have that thing. That thing's so cool. She's so cool. He's as big as my fist now. It was like a quarter yeah, when I got it in August. Size, like a week, every week or so. Seems like. Yeah. Those pellets, man. I have to show you guys something. Candy's here. Oh, snap. What's up? She's done cleaning. <laughs> Jeff says her chores are done. She's allowed to come on the internet. <laughs> so I just want to show you this. Oh, it doesn't do it justice. Hand. That's a nice hand. It is so foggy, I can't see anything. See, it's anything. like crystal clear for us, though. Yeah, yeah man, I don't see any fog at all. Yeah, well, that's poopy. It's making me look bad. Why don't you find a snake? Yeah, I'm trying, all right? Try hard. Find me a yellow rat. Find uh, a bear. Put it in to go. A nice go hatchling go. yellow rat. Female. Piebald. White-sided. Hypo. Black Mamba. Yo, could you imagine if I found one of them out there? That would be fucked. 
I would not be surprised at all. It's Florida. Anything's possible. I would totally keep that shit, too. It's like another dimension. I would keep it on principle. Be like my Florida Mamba. See, Bill said the triple L table at NARBC honestly isn't terrible. It's not. It wasn't bad. I don't, I don't, either. Yeah, I don't think they're I as think bad as like, they, wanted, uh, as they used off. to be. Like, I don't think it's as rough as, as they were. So. Yeah, I don't think it's any different from any any person that gets stuff that is or imports and stuff. I mean, there's certain things you're not going to control. Yeah, there's quality control, but I mean, they're still a business and they're still going to try to, you know, recoup what they put into it. But you should also understand what you're getting into when you're buying import animals. I mean, it's not 100% on them. That's what I don't think people are understanding when they get all those baby candoya. They don't know what they're getting themselves into. I'm on a yeah. wholesale. I get a wholesale list that has those for 12 bucks a pop right now. Jesus Christ. I'm really surprised you're not jumping in on Billy because we talked about that a while back, how you wanted some candoya stuff. And I want the like tree opportunity oh. to get a bunch yeah. of they have stripes. I want the tree boas, man. I'm being bougie. I want the tree boas. Stop I don't want bougie. the ground boas. See, man, I don't have the proper setup. I for them. If I were to enjoy it, I'd be Damn jumping it. in on them right now. Phil. Yeah, well, I got a guy yeah. that produces them, so I'll just keep I keep in Jeff's good graces. I got Why are you holding holding out on me with these five good graces for Max? Oh, you buddy. I said, why are you holding out on me with these bimaculata that Underground has? Oh, I completely forgot, and I haven't been there in a hot minute. Just so. stick it in your pocket. Bring it to Tampa. Is that better, or is this better? That's better. You know who breeds those tree boas, though, is uh, Mark Goyer. So I'd hit him up. Okay. Look, I turned the camera around because... I, I'm sure people are sick of looking at road, and at the same time, I know the minute I turn the camera away from the road, some chupacabra is going to come out, and I'll miss it on camera. But it'll be worth it. At least we'll have some entertainment. It's a nice shirt, Phil. Oh, thank you. My good friend Billy Hunt made it for me. Who wears their own shirts? Uh, Jesus. People that want to promote their shit. Legend. Remember when I did a remember when I did a podcast about green tree pythons? Yeah. I was thinking about that earlier, man. Fucking sticks. <laughs> How long has it been? Uh at least a year. I think Dang. the last one I did was with Tim Morris. So it's just like the uh, other one. Yeah. But look, I've been I've been busy. There's a lot going on. No, I'm not giving you a hard time. It is, it is what it is. You said from the get go that'd be the thing that would get pushed to the wayside. Oh yeah, it was like the first thing to on the on the list of things that would be backburnered first. It was it was right there front row. So, so is that a new podcast you started today? Uh, yeah, that's not really, so I was approached by Mike and he owns Premium Crickets. Uh, he's a partner in Reptacart. Uh, he is the owner of Reptiles Express, who I use for shipping and love. Um, 
and they wanted to do some live stream stuff. And since me and Mike talk on a pretty regular basis, he was like, you know, you want to help us out with this? And so I said, sure. And today was the first one after months of sort of prep and figuring out things and, you know, what we were aiming to do or, you know, what the goal was of everything and whatnot. So yeah, we'll be doing those. So far, it was good. Yeah, we'll be doing more of those. And I mean, Reptacart is something like if you're selling stuff, you should definitely check it out because the way they have it is like basically the, the price for shipping gets rolled into the like you pay for shipping when you buy the animal on Reptacart. So it takes out that whole factor of, you know, going in, making the label and all that stuff. It's already ready to go and it just streamlines the whole process a little bit. So yeah, I might have to check that out. <laughs> he said, so Bill said, Condrocast and GTP Keeper Radio both put out episodes by the moon phases. <laughs> and Stephen, yes, we do still have a merch store. It's on Teespring. Um, but if you want a magazine shirt or what Phil is wearing, uh, then you need to hit up Billy Hunt because he's the one who's making these shirts. And honestly, I like the quality on those more than I like the ones on Teespring. They hold up better. They wash better. The, the graphic doesn't disintegrate like the last couple Teespring shirts that I've gotten to have. Yeah. So I can vouch that all the shirts that I had Billy produce for me, everyone who's worn them has washed them a million times and they don't crinkle, they don't flake, they don't peel. It doesn't really matter if you wash the t shirt inside out or not. Look at that. See, Jeff's got his on. Look at that. Still good. Which one's Jeff wearing? He's wearing the magazine one. Oh, nice. Yeah. The one that matters. I need get more, though. I don't even have one of those shirts. You did have one of those shirts. You had two of those shirts. Oh, I did have one of those shirts. My cat or my dog uh, literally ate one. So Archie has something to say about that. Yeah. He also chewed up my Carhartt jacket. Yeah. So pretty pissed about that. The whole jacket? Uh, like the sleeve and some other, like not the actual like exterior part. That's like that material that can't be destroyed. It was like the cuffs, the softer stuff. Okay. It's very frustrating. Those car hearts are expensive, and I've had that one for years, and it's been flawless. I've never even washed it. Nice. And my damn dog chewed on it. When's the next etiquette video? We're being asked. So I'm putting together some material now and uh, this episode is going to be very, very, very first person. So I'm having a little difficulty doing the, um, not difficulty, but like I have to do the voiceover because I have to piece together all the first person view stuff. So anybody that's ever like played a first person shooter video game, basically that's what it's, the majority of it's going to look like showing how to actually hold a hook in your hand, showing how to use hemostats properly uh, you know, uh, showing how much pressure to apply when using pilstroms and tongs and M1s and stuff like that. So I'm trying to make it. Oh, is this my turn? Where the hell? I got a question, I? Phil. He's lost. Hold on. So should oh, no, no, you no. use tools with tie pans or no? What's that? Should you use tools with tie pans? Just asking for a friend. Uh, should is a <laughs> should is a relative term because. Okay. Taipans are very much. There's another car out here. What the hell? Hold on a second. It's like that movie, The Strangers, dude. Don't stop. Do not. No, stop. no, no. 
I think it's the same car I saw earlier. And I think they're herping too. Part of me wants to be like, hey, are you herping? Because it was like a it was like a Prius or something and it just didn't fit the rhyme scheme out here. So hang on a moment. The ultimate off-road vehicle. You don't talk to anybody yep, that has a Prius. The same, it's the same fucking Prius. Yep. They're herping. Damn it. Well, see, that's why you're not finding anything because they probably got a whole trunk load full of Everglades rats, and they're shipping it to me. Why you got? Why you got to <laughs> piss on my dreams, pal? <laughs> Man, they're probably so orange, probably fluorescent. You have to wear sunglasses to look at them. Anyway. It's like staring at the sun. So, all right. So back to taipans and tongs. So taipans are one of those snakes. Doesn't matter which species. It's one of those snakes where. The minute you, the minute they feel constricted or like confined in any way, they're gonna lash out irrationally. Or held by a human hand and not a tool. Crazy. I was kidding, Bill. I was kidding, Bill. <laughs> what? Sorry, the comments. Sorry. So um, so like I do everything in my power to not use tongs on <laughs> taipans. Um, I like to honestly just use a single hook if I can. Or uh, or I'll tail them depending on the animal. You know, I, I don't. I, I would never tail an animal that I hadn't you know worked with or evaluated extensively. Um, a lot of times, uh, shift boxes are pretty pretty help, helpful if you have it. But I mean, I, I've I've single hooked big taipans calmly, smoothly. You know, um, I would not recommend double hooking unless you have extensive training on double hooking a long, fast snake. Because unless you're uh, very fluid with your hook head placement and like the, the shoe of the hook, the placement of the shoe of the hook on the actual animal's body, um, in terms of like rule of thirds, I would not recommend double hooking unless you're experienced with that. Are we, are we hooking them or are we taking pictures of them? Uh, we are trans. This is for removal from a cage into a containment vessel for maintenance. That's what I would say. Don't try to church okay, it up someone in a trash can. Subscribers on YouTube. What is What's the best that? way for me to do that? Kiss a Taipan. Yeah, I gotta get a little, little smooch. What's the best way I can do that? So, my... My, my opinion on that whole thing is there's nothing that really has to be said. Everyone knows how stupid it was. The person needs no more exposure. They don't need to be known about no it anymore. Like, it just, it's well, The worst part about the whole thing, if I may, the worst part about the whole thing, and <clears> no <throat> one's actually going to think, I mean, many people There's are Scott not Iper when we need him. What's that? Yeah, for There's, real. Scott Iper when we need him. Yeah, exactly. Well, what I was going to say is the worst part about the whole thing is something that most people aren't going to consider. And that's the fact that now he is at the local bar with an eye patch on, touting his pirate eye patch as a badge of honor, when in actuality his eyeball is fucked, and he may never regain vision in that eye ever again because his optical nerve has been damaged so severely. Now, was it his intention for any of this to happen? No. Is he being in good spirits about it and being optimistic? Yes, absolutely. Good for him for being optimistic through a traumatic event. But the fact that it's like, look at my pirate patch badge of honor, that's kind of disturbing, in my personal opinion. That's fair. Chicks, chicks dig cars. Yeah, but they don't dig, you know, when your eyeball's floating back in your head. 
hence the eye patch. Like, I don't understand the free handling thing because there's I have carpets I won't like mess with without a hook because they're just so nasty, you know. You know what's fun is you can keep Ganyasoma and pretend it's whatever mamba species you want, and then when it bites you, you're like, sweet. Now I don't have to worry about dying. Or white lips. There Corpus you go, that too. See, Bill doesn't have a clue who we're talking about. This is great. That's perfect. <laughs> he got lucky. Yeah, he got he got real lucky because his you, body shut down. You think quick. about it. Had they been a couple minutes late getting anywhere, at any point in that timeline, he could have well, probably easily this. died. I'm by myself right now. Now, granted, I have you guys, so like I could tell you where I am before I drop the phone. But he had a friend with him who was snake savvy and knew what to do and basically saved his life. That friend saved his life by holding his head up in the car and keeping his head level and driving him to the hospital in a, in a timely manner. And they happened to be in an area that was uh, where the animal was native to it. You know, I'm out here in the middle of nowhere by myself. If I get tagged by an eastern diamondback or I get tagged by a big coral snake, I I'm done, man. I ain't making it out. I'm just going to, like, text you guys the GPS and you know, limp my way home and hope I make it back to the highway so they can find my car. I think it would take a little longer for a coral snake to do you in, though, buddy. Not if I have a reaction like Scott did at Aphylactic. I don't know. And, I mean, let's be real. You're never going to see a coral snake. Yeah, well, fuck you. Wish upon a star as much as you want. You're never going to see a corn snake, uh, coral snake. Dude, so... Do you have any idea how many people call me about corals, and I've never found one in the wild? I've seen about three. Yeah, well, I was actually hoping, because Casey is good luck, I was hoping that Casey being on the show would increase my odds tonight, but clearly I'm batting a 1,000. Swing for the fences, buddy. You miss 100% yeah. of the shots you don't take. I'm almost at the fences. Uh, Billy Jacobs said better off finding Bigfoot. He's right here in the stream. I was going to say, you don't have to go very far. I'm right here. Hey. <laughs> Looks like the fog is lifting, which is good. And we're right at like the witching hour for those kings to come out. Nobody, so. nobody wants Brooks kings. They're the devil. They're not the devil. They're adorable. No. They're adorable with their little blunt faces and their googly eyeballs. So I, like I called out of work. I called out of work like two months ago, three months ago, and uh, my crew ends up texting me, and they're like, "Sorry, dude, we had to." I don't know if you guys can see it or not. Aww. Oh. What is it? Look, Phil. It's a coral. <laughs> it's a coral. Uh. It was in the bay, one of the stations. Like, sorry, man, See, we had to. That's the problem. Is, is It's always like when the people that aren't you find them. They literally come <laughs> to them. It's not like, oh, I found it. I was out looking around. It's no. It's like, dude, I was going to the bathroom, and it literally like slithered right into my bathroom between my feet while I'm on now, the can. If I was there that day, that snake would have never been there. Probably. You probably would have saved it. Speaking of bathrooms, do you guys see that 
that woman in Lesotho that went to take a poop and she opens the lid and there's a Mozambique spitter cocked back staring at her? No. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a hell of awakening. Then suddenly she didn't have to go to the bathroom anymore. Or she just did. <laughs> she was a little lighter. It's a good looking specimen, too. Nice olive color. <laughs> so, are you guys members of that, that Herpetology for Dummies group on Facebook? It's hilarious. <laughs> they they show like comments from posts of people that are just saying like ridiculous stuff, and like people that have no business talking to people about snakes and what you know, identifying and stuff like that. And there's one that they posted a, a coral snake, and someone was like, "What's the rhyme?" And someone piped up and said, "Yellow and black venom lack, black and yellow kills a fellow." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And I, I don't know if that was somebody who was like seriously posting that as an answer, or if someone was just trolling. But yeah, pretty funny. I just get like annoyed because like, <clears throat> as much as I love elapids, and like the majority of my collection, I would say like a good third of it's now elapids. I've never found the only one native to my state, and that's frustrating as hell. Phil, well, I will say those, uh, it's magical. What's that? Do you still have the Insularis, the Lutar ones? No, uh, Marcus has them. Gotcha. Marcus. Yeah, Marcus has so the Insularis. Let's talk a little bit. I want to come down and come harping with you. <clears throat> What's that? I said when it warms up a little bit, I'm going to take uh, like a Florida road trip and come harping with you, okay? Yeah. Come down here. We'll find corals. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. My dumbass goes in February. Let me know when y'all do that. I want to be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Me and Kendra will definitely make a trip down there. Just saying. Yeah, that'll be Jeff. monumental. Jeff, you guys coming to Daytona? Go to Chili's. Uh, when is Daytona? Third weekend in August. Possibly. We're trying to go out to some shows because Washington cancels them all anyway. So Florida doesn't. No, yeah, dude, Wayne Hill don't give a damn. Dude, I'd the building last... could be on fire, and he'd be like, "Show's going on." I told We're you not guys canceling when, shit. When COVID was peak, I said, "Listen, if Wayne Hill keeps the show open for a hurricane, and people are sitting on the floor with the power outage in the auditorium, the mm -hmm. show must go on." How was that? That one? Oh, really? Yeah, the one in 04, right? Yeah, Charlie came through. Yeah. I was there. Nice. That's awesome. That little twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old Billy. And they should have made a shirt for that. I survived Hurricane Charlie. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> That's awesome. We should call it Hurricane Wayne. That's what we should call <laughs> Wayne Hill. Now. <laughs> we should. Hurricane That's Wayne. Awesome. <laughs> What's up, Hurricane? No, it That's was awesome. cool because uh, we did some lives at Daytona uh, last year. We did some live streams, me and Mike from Reptiles Express, and uh, he had Wayne on. We talked for 15 or 20 minutes, and Wayne Hill sort of talked about the history of the, the show and stuff. It was actually really cool. That's on YouTube somewhere if anybody's curious. I was behind the scenes. I wasn't hosting. It was all Mike. I was just back there switching the cameras and, you know. Doing your thing. 
Yep. Bebopping. Just straight up bebopping. Have you tried uh, getting Jesus that wrote that Anaconda book on your show? Mm-mm. He'd be so awesome to have on there. I just finished his book and his stories, man, they're insane. Didn't Mutton it's have bad. him on, on when he had a show? I'm not sure. If he did, I need to go find it because that'd be cool. Yeah, he had. I think he had him on. And if I remember right, that guy doesn't really have like a a high opinion of herpetoculture. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else though. But I'm pretty sure it's uh, Jose that wrote the Anaconda book. Yeah, Jesus Rivius. Or I'm pretty sure I'm saying that wrong. But yeah, he's, you got, know, like, he's got his name close over there. I call him Jose. We need to get J-Lo and Ice Cube on and ask them about their experience with green anacondas. That would be awesome. They have extensive experience. I would, ask, I would ask John Voight and Owen Wilson, but there you go. Warren said it. He said, Jesus is a friend of mine. He does not support herpeticulture, so I have a feeling the herpeticulture podcast is probably not going to go over very well. So he wrote the book on anacondas, but he doesn't condone keeping them in captivity? Yes. Well, that's poopy. Warren said, do not expect positive comments about the hobby as a result. Which, I don't I mean, you know, when you're talking about, like, greens, and you're talking about large constrictors, I can kind of understand. If you've seen them out in the wild, and you've seen sort of their, their majesty, I can see why looking at people who, you know, people keeping them in boxes and typically smaller than what should be probably required boxes. I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. That's usually how those guys are. I mean, not in a bad way. I don't mean that in a bad way. Like that's just, that's reality. You know, if they do all the field work and stuff and like you said, they see them in the wild. Why would they like seeing them cooped up in, in boxes and stuff? But I guess there is like sort of a flip side to that because if you've seen these things and you've seen sort of them in their natural habitat and you have information that might help make the lives of those captive animals better. I know he went on a podcast. It was like very short though, so maybe he'd be up for it. And I just know listening to his stories would be amazing because finishing that book, man, that was that was a good read. Yeah, that's what Thomas is saying too. Um, because he's yeah. in South Carolina, he's upstate. Uh, there's a there's a South Carolina Herb Society, and he's a member of it. And come to find out that it's a bunch of people that are like field guys that are really not really into keeping like the private sector and stuff like that. And so it's kind of a bummer because it's not really it's not a herb society in the traditional sense. It's more of a like, hey, we love these bands that are going on in South Carolina. Yeah. Which, yeah. I can say that thing going on in New York is a load of crap. Oh yeah, yeah. Jeff wanted to talk that. about that. I mean, I don't know as much as you guys probably do. I just read it a little bit. I don't know anything. So New York is banning uh, any any import or export via mail into the state. So in other words, like the way you ship from FedEx would become illegal. Mm-hmm. Not just reptiles. I think it's Yeah, not just reptiles, any animal. So yeah. even like you can't ship like a queen bee uh, by the mail. Really? Mm-hmm. So what so is it just importing at all or is it like 
could you still drive it across the border? No, you can drive it's anything by by mail. Okay. So it's import or export across like in state lines, basically. You can't ship anything out via FedEx and you can't ship anything in via FedEx. And if that happens, state other states will definitely follow. So and the problem is too, is you know, you got guys like kind of similar ship I do, where I've got stuff coming in from Canada, sometimes it's driven across the border, you know, of course legally, like through fish and wildlife and all that stuff. Right. In Buffalo, New York. In which case, the way we're trying to figure out what to do if this thing passes is uh, there's a town called Northeast Pennsylvania, about an hour and a half uh, south of Buffalo. And that's like, what's the word? The, uh, like, last, like, the last the effort, ship, whatever. The I don't shipping know. Alamo. Yeah, it's the shipping Alamo, whatever. Like, if you can't do it through Buffalo, New York, you probably are going to have to drive it an hour and a half south, just cross the border into Pennsylvania where it's still currently legal and there's no like laws in place that are going to make it illegal. But yeah, I really hope that doesn't pass because it's. Well, I find it interesting crap. that all these states all of a sudden have, have some laws trying to be passed. I mean, South Carolina is currently trying to ban tegus, um, which they had a hearing about that. Uh, I believe it was Thursday and I tuned into that. Um, and uh, you know the first, the first couple minutes of it, it really wasn't looking good. Um, like the the Center for Biodiversity called in, and they're out of Florida, and they're 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 bad. Like they're yeah, I don't think they're they're not that far off from PETA in terms of like they wouldn't let you own a freaking goldfish if they could stop yeah. it. Um, and then South Carolina Wildlife Federation called in. And of course, they were like worried about turkeys and ground fowl and whatnot. And it made me kind of laugh because it's like no one bats an eye, you know, with the feral cat problem. Like no one's calling for a ban on outdoor cats, even though those will do infinitely more damage, I think, than tegus ever would. 100%. Um, which Alex Michaeli brought that up uh, to. DNR. And so by the end of it, I mean, it was about an hour, hour and a half or so. Uh, a lot of people called in from the hobby and the private sector. And so by the time it was over, I, I felt much better about sort of where things are standing. And they're supposed to circle back around to it and have another hearing on the 18th. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, you know, South Carolina's already cracked down on native wildlife. Uh, and so now you can't sell corn snakes over like 20 inches. Um, which of course I kind of freaked out and I needed clarification cause I have the corns and I'm planning on breeding them and you can sell babies, you know, whatever, but you can't sell adults. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's South Carolina has always been one of those last States where it's been pretty much fair, you know, fair game. Everything's good to go. No problem. And now of course, like everything, you know, that's that's changing. So uh, it's ridiculous. But it was funny because a lot of there's a couple groups like like I said, the Center for Biodiversity. Um, I want to say someone from Florida Fish and Wildlife called in and they were basically giving all these cases as to how tegus are going to take over South Carolina. But they were doing it from like the numbers and perspective of what's happening in Florida, which like is some a joke. 
Someone had like here's literally what somebody said on that on that that hearing. Okay, someone said I don't remember exactly who it was. I want to say it was it was the lady from the biodiversity place. Uh, she said that tegus would survive better in South Carolina than they do in Florida. What? I'm not even kidding. You, I can go back and find the video and send it to you. It's unbelievable. Well, you know, a good friend of mine did a ton of research on tegus in terms of genetics and trying to like map out the gene. The, the genealogy, if you will, and uh, and basically, she was working with uh, U.S. Geological Service because U.S. Geological Service, through FIU, had been and Nova Southeast University had been basically taking all of the dead specimens and freezing them for them to cut up and use for you know DNA research. Well, these are people that study rocks, and all of a sudden now they're the ones in charge of tegus. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me at all, you know. And and my friend sh- showed data of that they are fairly destructive, but the numbers are not there to 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 justify them wiping species off the map. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, so. and I mean, like I said, like the turkey thing, whatever, like that kind of stuff. The ground fowl, I can understand, but at the same time, like I said, cats, no one. I love cats. I have my cat. I love my cat. But if they started saying tomorrow we're going to catch and, you know, humanely euthanize feral cats, I'm not going to be upset about it because those things do an incredible amount of damage. You know, and that's the cute and cuddly theory. You know, anybody who's watched Steve Rinella knows the cute and cuddly theory is if it's cute and cuddly, we have to save it and protect it. But if it's not cute and cuddly, who cares? You know, certain high apex predators are issues in Yellowstone, but they're not going to let hunters or management go in and take care of the business because they're cute and cuddly. But at the same time, you know, North American caribou in the United States in the lower 48 are now extinct because of semi trucks hitting them on the highway. So because people don't even know that there was a United States caribou in the lower 48, they don't know that. But because caribou aren't cute and cuddly. They're not protected the way that, you know, wolves and bears and, you know, house cats are. Mm-hmm. Warren said USGS researchers have strong ties to genetic research. My postdoc is linked to them through, um, he said, her brown tree snake work in Guam, but I think he might have meant there. So he said, don't just assume they study geology. They're not just rock nerds, Phil. Well, I met them. And the ones that were working with the lizards didn't know anything about reptiles in the least capacity. So for those four people that I met that time that I was there, they were rock people. They rocked. No? No one? Nothing. I thought that was pretty good. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real friend. Is this a crowd full of dead people? <laughs> I can't let that one slide. <laughs> Warren, if you have that information on the whatever brown tree snake work they've been doing, I'd be interested to read that. There's just something else I want to look into because, so I guess there was some recent reclassification. Like now there's Boiga flavicens, which is brown tree snakes, but I want to say it's like everything outside of Australia. But I tried to look it up a while back and, uh, 
I don't know. I need to see. I keep. I continually forget about Google Scholar or whatever it is. There's like a whole section of Google that has like any scientific papers and stuff uh, that are public. Like you can find them on there, and I'm interested to see exactly what the difference is and what's going on. Have you had Warren on yet? Huh? Have you had Warren on your show yet? No, no. I've been wanting to. He's 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 very so high on the list. Him and uh, like I want to get Graham on really bad. Um, this week on THP, we're gonna have a Chihuahua Gecko episode, which I'm pretty pumped about because I really like Chihuahuas. Uh, but then I do need to talk to Warren and I need to talk to Graham and some other people that have been on the list for a very long time, but just haven't gotten around to actually getting them on. Or I've talked to him about it and schedules just haven't worked out. So. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like the, the it was it was with the the Tegu talk that they had. Um, Carlos Michelson called in, which was which was awesome. Um, he's out of Florida as well, but he's also been doing a lot of work with the University of Florida and catch and release and taking a lot of data and stuff down on what he's been catching. Um, and he put in his two cents, and I I think it's it's fair to say that he's probably one of the most knowledgeable tegu people in the in the industry just because that's like almost entirely of of what he works with uh, and billy's gone now um oh. so for him to call in and give his give his take on it was was nice um that's cool. there he is he's back sorry team so we had the right people call in. Uh, Josh Ortiz, who's in South Carolina here, he's another big Tegu guy, so he called in. You know, we had the right the right people, you know, called in and and they gave you know the truth in their experience, and it wasn't uh, you know it wasn't the the crap science that a lot of these opposition parties were calling in and spewing, and you know the fact like saying that tegus could survive better in south carolina let alone like upstate south carolina up in like the piedmont like the middle up in like lexington county which is outside of columbia you know saying that they would survive better up there than they do in south florida or you know middle florida wherever whichever coast they're on uh, that doesn't make sense it's kind of ridiculous it's, they're not as far north as me so i don't know how that yeah they're, they're restricted from what I gather, they're restricted to basically southern, southwestern Dade County, and that's it. Basically, well, they the also, Homestead region. They also said that they got like over 200 calls of reported sightings of tegus, and only, I believe it was around 11 of those were actually substantiated and proven to be like actually tegus. Yeah. Yep. So it's like finding, you know, someone brought up the good point of, of finding an adult and never finding babies and never finding nests or eggs doesn't mean that they're taking over. You know? And yeah. Like the whole pit tagging thing, like you, you know, microchipping like you would a dog or something like that, I, I don't have any issues with. Like that's not a bad idea because things happen, these things get out, you know? And being able to track it back to the person who somehow wasn't paying attention to what was going on, you know, be it intentional or not that it got out, uh, you know, not letting people off the hook, I guess, necessarily for that kind of thing, I get. But, like, to assume that they're just going to take over the southeast like they assumed Berms would is just asinine. Yeah. You also have uh, – there's a small pocket in Miami Beach. Oh, what is that thing? Oh, man. 
that was Cox. They didn't try to shout down reps. They they every everyone was very uh professional and cordial. You know, people got emotional. Like people got got passionate, but it wasn't a whole like you people are complete morons. You don't know what you're talking about. It was like, hey, here's some science for you that's actually real. Well, a lot of a lot of people in South Florida they know that a tegu quote unquote is a big lizard with a pointy face and a long tail. So like I've had people, you know, send me pictures on Facebook and they're like, is this a tegu? And it's a Cuban night and all. Um, there's also a broad headed skink. Right. There's actually a, a very small population of uh, pectinata in Miami beach, like on the beach in like the rock, the coral rock boulders and stuff that they have decorative on the beach. And like all the pectinata live up in there. And some people catch them and, you know, they get bit and they let them go or whatever. But it's a very, very small, isolated pocket. Uh, I believe it's actually even on an island. So people see that and they're like, oh, look, there's tegus on the beach. It's like, well, no, it's not native, but it's also not a tegu. And it's also not destroying the ecosystem because they're just on this one beach. And I know we've talked about it on previous episodes, Phil, but like the whole thought of now we're doing an iguana ban in Florida. Yeah. Oh, it's like, <laughs> you're a day late and a dollar short, dude. Yeah, that's an understatement. Jesus. Especially when, like, when you go to a show now, all you see are the high-end morphs. Like, you don't see normal iguanas anymore. Right. Well, it's like I go to the McDonald's by my house to get, like, a breakfast sandwich in the morning, and there's, like, 15 or 20 adults just grazing Make in the riddle. field on the canal. It's like you're not going to get rid of that. Like it's here. Well, I mean, like Marcus had talked about on that episode of THP. Like I never would have thought about the fact of having like a big male around keeps the smaller stuff at bay. Yeah, of course. Like that was a concept that never crossed my mind, but it made complete sense. If you kill, you know, a big male dominant iguana, you're going to just make a vacuum for a bunch of smaller ones to move in and try and take his place. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> but Thomas says the biggest problem that I think uh, the reptile community has right now comes down to a, an accountability problem that applies to free handling, keeping of advanced species, etc., which I agree with. Yep. So. Billy, do we want to make it all the way up to Tampa? Do they go that far north? We don't have anything up here. There's no tegus, there's no basilisks, there's no monitors, no nothing. I've always been under the impression that a species can only stay in the same latitude ranges that they're native to, like throughout the world. You know what I mean? So if it's outside of that, they can't move north. They can't move south. And uh, like the whole thing saying the tegus will do fine in South Carolina, like there's no way. Absolutely no I mean, way. You ask, you ask Thomas, it's it's cold as hell up there. It's cold here right now. It's probably easily... Let me see. I'll look it up. It's, I mean, considering we've actually had a real winter this year. Yeah, it's been pretty cold this year. No, Billy. It's 44 is, is the low. I mean... Worth a shot. <laughs> No, but we get into freezing, like we're getting into like the upper twenties, 
on Sunday, like it's gonna, it gets colder. So I was just to think that they'll do okay. And Thomas is gonna be 25 tonight. He's past Columbia, but still. Yeah, 20, don't 25 hurt. for, you know, 30 days straight. That's rough. That's not hibernation. That's rough. From what I've seen with iguanas, too, and I don't know, we've probably talked about this before. They don't really seem to be able to exist in, like, wild Florida. They seem to be able to exist in, like, people's gardens. Like the urbanized areas. Sort of habitat. Yeah, that have been but, built on and, yeah. Like, I've never really heard of, like, iguanas in the Everglades unless it's, like, right on the outskirts. Like, actual wild Florida mm-hmm. does not support iguanas at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the Everglades right now, and there, I, I can't tell you if I've... I don't think I've ever seen an iguana out this far out here. No, you're not seeing anything else. The golf course either. by my house, chock full of them. <laughs> you're not Man, seeing any snakes either. I'm almost surviving disturbed habitat. This was a great idea, Phil. You wasted gas. <laughs> All right, you know what? That's it. Turn around. It's ruined. Screw Good idea. Guys, I'm going home. Screw you guys. I'm going home. All I see tonight is you goofy bastards, a big old otter, and a possum. That's it. Sounds like a good awesome, man. And some, and some leopard frogs. Ooh, leopard yeah, well, frogs. All I saw was his ass as he ran into the bushes in the darkness. <laughs> Still counts. Still counts. Thank you, Warren. And I, and I, a, mess of, a mess of leopard frogs, too, but I ain't getting out and trying to catch them fuckers. Do it. Good, good TV. I would have thought that, like, the Nerodia would have been out, too, because of all these leopard frogs, but... I ain't seen nothing, man. They heard you were going to be on about. And like, it's a Monday night. Like, there's nobody out here, so it's not like it's not like dudes are hunting. It's not like people are fishing or bird watching. Like, I mean, this road this road's pretty remote, but it's also easily accessible from the highway. So a lot of people do come out here to do some outdoorsiness. Doesn't sound so like, that remote. No, I mean, it's, it's remote, man. Yeah, that Prius took everything. That's the problem. <laughs> Got a whole trunk full of cool stuff. Coral snakes and, and Everglades, rats. You were too, too late. <sighs> Maybe so you should back have a Prius. Whole, uh, like, coral snake rhyme thing. I've noticed there's a lot of like aberrant coral snakes in South Florida. Well, like I've seen appears... some that have yellow and black, but no red at all. I've seen some that have like stripes going down their back. So, yeah, no one's like... afraid like a little kid's gonna pick up like a weirdo coral snake and just have no idea what it is and try to do the rhyme, but the rhyme doesn't work when it's a freaking genetic stripe or something. Yeah, or it's like there was a, an eastern in Mississippi that was completely melanistic. And there mm-hmm. was like two yeah. little red spots on it, and that was it. The whole thing was black. 
And it's like, you know, how, how are you going to do your rhyme then? I tell people if it has any of those colors or you're just plain not sure, don't touch it. It's pretty simple. They're like, what's the rhyme again? They sent me a picture of like a scarlet snake and they're like, what's the rhyme again? I was like, uh, if it's red, black, or yellow or any combination of all of the above, don't touch it. Seems pretty simple. The rhyme doesn't matter when you don't have to worry about it. It's a snake you can't identify. Don't touch it. Right. I don't know why that's... I've seen a couple mimics that will like, they even trip me up a little bit where I do have to do the whole like, what are you? You know? Like, usually I go by, like, if it's got a black head or not, but there's a few things that doesn't work for. Yeah, I think you just gotta, you just gotta look at enough of them just to be able to spot it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, coral snakes have a very, like, particular pattern, but every once in a while you see a mimic Whoa. that's, like, abnormally close to a coral snake. Yeah, Phil definitely needs to eat a frog for US Arc. There was, uh, my neighbor saw one a couple months ago um i want to say that was actually wasn't that back in like october september phil my neighbor saw that one and it had uh, like abnormally wide bands like it was really interesting yeah gorgeous coral i didn't see it but katie took a picture of it and uh yeah i think it was, it was never seen like, one what did you wider bands what did you like tell that. them justin it was like where if you saw one there's five more you haven't seen i didn't tell them that oh okay I there probably isn't it probably ate them all Yep. I did go over there and look around for it though, because it was in like under one of their magnolia trees, and those have those really nice big leaves that are like perfect cover for corals and other stuff. So, Billy, Anita would like to know if you need a refill on your beverage. No, I was throwing out my can. Anita, that's very nice of her. She needs a minor business upstairs. She needs to Jeez. Who's ready for Baird's rat snake breeding season? I am. You pairing things up? Uh, soon. I, I, I fed them today. This is the th- third meal they've had since I woke them up, I believe. So. Nice. My female Baird's, like the adult, she was looking really, really thick today. So I'm wondering if maybe she's starting to ovulate already. Like, I haven't gotten sheds from any of them yet, but... I have to talk to Chris and pick his brain a little bit. Throw them together, see what happens. I I have no doubt they'd probably lock. It wouldn't hurt anything. <clears throat> don't did you, don't you know they read the book and if they don't do it exactly how the book said they needed to do it, it won't work. Something like that. Oh, we got critters. Possum. Chupacabra. Catch it. Yeah, dude. Come on, grab it by the tail. They don't even bite. We need some excitement. Work the line, Wolf. Come on, give us a show. Look, if I get a snake, I'm going to give you the best Austin Stevens fucking wiggly, spread-legged friggin' show I can give you. Yeah. Beaver County Corns, boy. I'm. That's like. I said it last week. I'm way more excited about that corn project than I probably should be. 
because those are going to be the most basic, nondescript, normal corns you've probably ever seen. But to me, that's like five years in the making. I'm going to save the best of the best, the 1% of the 1%, and I'm going to breed those. Smithline. 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 A whole, a whole bunch of times before, like if everything in the hobby was the same price, like what would people work with? You know, if it gets you excited, like that's all that matters. Hell yeah! I still hold that Okatee corn snakes are one of the prettiest snakes on earth. On earth, right? They are almost as pretty as what I think I just drove past. It's okay. a frog, eat it. Come on, baby, come on. <laughs> Dumps us eat the frog. Everyone's saying eat the frog. <laughs> you have like a just a bunch of people just wanting me to eat a frog for U.S. Arkville, so I think you should. Andrew said she'd she'd donate fifty bucks if you ate a frog. Come on, there's a lot of money on this Phil. Eat some frogs, man. Do it for the animals. Come on. Put a make a crawfish pinch your nipple or something. I haven't seen a crawfish all night. That's kind of weird too. Baby gator, a baby gator bite little, you. Little mini lobster. You know what's funny is last time we had Zach, uh, we had Dr. Lofton on the show, I asked him, I was like, <laughs> it's like, crawfish are basically like miniature lobsters, right? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, he almost sounded disappointed that I even like thought that that was the case. <laughs> Did you ask him if he ate no. named after him? I wanted to, but I wasn't brave enough. <laughs> after the disappointment little... the first time, you just, it could have only gone downhill from there. Henry Sinir saying the prettiest snake in the world is the Malaysian blue coral, but I want to say he's a little biased. He is a little biased. So what'd you find, dude? What what happened? Nothing. I want to say empty, all empty promises. Up, all that build up. If you if you're not even sure, don't even mention it. Don't get us all hyped up and excited, and then be like, oh, it was, it was a it was a snake. You're allowed three. It was sticks. a stick. When road cruising, you're allowed three sticks. After that, you have to find a snake. So I just saw my second stick. All right. So now it's snake time. Mm-hmm. Believe it when I see it. See, this thing's going to end. And then as soon as we all log off, that's when Phil finds the snake. <laughs> yeah, I found like a seven-foot Brooks King. 100%. <laughs> it's probably going to be... The standard banded water or something. Well, actually, this is one of those spots that has the really nice waters, the nice bandits. So I was like, man, maybe I'll even see that. So not tonight, dear. Find something cool like a rough green snake. Ooh. Uh, I think this is a little too wet for them, to be honest. Those guys there's, are cool, man. There's not a lot the of first, high elevation around here. First so. snakes I had as a kid were, were some rough greens. I've never seen one alive in the wild. I've seen some road squish ones, but I have never seen a live rough green snake. That is one of those species really? where I am convinced they are everywhere, but because they blend in so well, especially in the spring when everything's like crazy green and lush, that you never you don't see them because they're just they ever all the ones that I've ever come across were ones that were crossing a road. Yeah, yeah there's never seen one. There's a couple spots by me where my friends will go at like two in the morning and they'll shine lights in the bushes and they say that it the, the, the neon green at night pops out in the flashlight 
like just pops out right in front of you. And mm-hmm. I've tried it countless times and I can't see it. I always find them uh, right at like half an hour before sunset, they creep out on the sides of the road and lift their head up, you know? And it looks like creeper vine, but it doesn't have any leaves on it. And that's how mm-hmm. I always find them. I've never found them, you know, Dude, in the bush. I had a blast with those things. I'd go out in our backyard because we had like a, a lot in our backyard at the time. We were living in Charleston and I'd go and catch grasshoppers and put them in the in the tank and watching those things hunt and like just the way they'd go after these grasshoppers is so cool to watch. Yeah, I used to do that as a kid too. We used to find them all the time in the woods behind me, uh, behind our houses. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's from what... like my grandfather would be like, "Yeah, we see them all the time," and then they're just I don't know, like I don't know if they're not around my area, but like the pesticides killed them, or like I don't know, maybe what used to be farmland has now become forest. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We just don't really see them. Well, green and holes too. They used to be everywhere. Now you guys see every time I see one or one that has any type of green on it, I send it to the group. <laughs> Special. It is seriously everywhere here, dude. I got a group that hangs outside the front door at work. I've like named them all at this point. <laughs> They're cool, man. Well, we don't have those around that either. You can find them north of here and south of here. Are like my parents' house. Uh, the place I'm at right now actually has a pretty good number of them, and it's an hour north of where my parents' house was. But they just weren't in that area. I've never heard of one in that area. Around here, it's all Cuban adults. Everywhere. All we got is rubber boas and garter snakes. I would love to see rubber boa. Yeah, I would too. That'd be cool. So cool. Got us. You don't guys get you don't have any of the like North Pacific rattlers or anything like that? In the eastern side of the mountains, yeah. But that's okay. that's a whole drive. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the redwood forest. Become one with nature. So Jeff, how close are you all to the coast? Uh we're right on the coast. So we're like thirty minutes north of Seattle. So Almost. I think we're only a couple hours away from Canada. It's not bad. Yeah, you forget how big that state is. Oh, it's huge. There's so many islands. By the way, when I eat popcorn, can you guys hear it? No. Okay, good. I'm going to be less subtle now. <laughs> I'm hungry. Come out, Dom. Everyone just needs to move to South Carolina. Like, let's designate that the reptile state. And then everyone can live here. If ever a law tries to pop up, we can all go with our torches and pitchforks to the Capitol building. And they'll see how many of us there are. And then they'll be like, oh, okay, never mind. The reptile state is already in Florida. Just come to Florida. Puerto Rico Mm -hmm. is my idea. I can have my cult, and then you guys can live in like the cult compound but not be part of it necessarily unless you want to be like a higher up and we'll have like a reptile mecca in uh in puerto rico so down for this cult <laughs> in puerto rico we'll just take over the whole island exactly you can't Sounds stop good, casey we'll meet you there bud <laughs> you're just jealous of my idea not yours 
Possibly. Hmm. Well, Phil, what are those on the horizon? Those are reflective markers to show that there's a bridge. Oh. Bet you there's snakes under that bridge. And well, a troll. I'm fed up now and don't feel like going underneath it. It'd make good video, Phil. Uh, maybe the next one. I'm making my exit because I'm disgusted. Yeah, you really like built this up a lot. Yeah, well, no. I thought it was going to be perfect. It's been chilly lately, and it was all warm for the past like two days, and it was going to be nice. It was going to be like it was. It was 87 earlier. It was 78 when I got out here. Now it's 69, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever your excuses, save it. Yeah. You're supposed to be the wolf. I am the wolf. You guys this said is... that the minute the minute we end the show, I'm gonna catch a berm or something. I need to so how much money would it take? Jelly. The boss has spoken. What's that? <laughs> I need to say I'm not allowed uh, the hunt the... residents anymore. Because of the cult thing? I hope that was it. Maybe she just doesn't like popcorn. We could put Anita in charge of the cult. Is that a bad idea, know. Billy? I'm not going to let somebody else in charge of my cult. <laughs> the power would probably go to her head. Like, I know, like, I've been around Anita, and I know she's very nice, but I can also see her getting very dark very quickly if you upset her. Oh, she don't play it. Yeah, I'm in line. For sure. Like, She's going to get you assassinated, and you're just going to disappear, and everyone's going to be like, dude, what happened to that one guy? Oh, we don't know. And then you just find a giant pot of bodies, you know, off the property of the compound. Yeah. It's like a, a herd of redfoots just picking the bones. <laughs> yellowfoots. She wants yellowfoots. Oh, sorry, sorry. My apologies. I should have known better. <laughs> it's okay. Comedy. Dominique said she isn't in charge directly, but she's the last thing you see before you die. <laughs> <laughs> she's the enforcer. That sounds terrifying. Uh, well, so how much money would it Puerto take Rico. for you to eat a frog? Yeah, can we let's let's decide on this frog thing before I'm, we, I'm we not call it a night? A frog. Even if it's like a small one? $200. No. Just no. get a cup, cup full of that swamp water and wash it down with that. I am parasite free, gosh They darn make it. malaria pills. You'll be fine, dude. It's 2021. They've figured out cures for malaria. I don't actually know from say Florida. It. Just don't read it. I have some panicure that we can shoot in you. We'll, we'll stick it right in your ass. Up. Like they do in the military. Thomas is even saying he'd throw, we're already up to like $200 worth of stuff if you eat a frog. Just like a little, little. I'll throw another like 300 now. Eat a frog, chase it with some Fiji water, it'll all be good. Good cause. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, the pH balance of the Fiji water will wash the flavor away. If Brian Cusco can drink his own pee for USRQ, you can eat a frog. Nope, he's a bigger man than I am. Did that actually happen? 
That's the first time. Yeah, it was disgusting. Yeah, he went back for seconds too. Awesome. <laughs> necessary? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? No, <laughs> no. but it's sterile and I like the taste. Sterile, I like the taste. Just like Waterworld, remember they had a little machine you peed in and it converted it to like pure water, and that's how they survived. Yeah, eat a Cuban tree frog. Good, good call, Dom. It's good for the environment, you know, and you're raising money toxic. for the hobby. Those things are big, man. I, I don't know. That's a big frog. It's <laughs> a lot of frog to choke down. You like you swallow it whole. Yo, since you guys started talking about frogs, I haven't even seen one. You haven't seen anything since we've been talking about it. <sighs> I'm, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Honestly, Phil, I don't even believe you're moving right now. I think you just like have this on in your uh, your driveway, and like every once in a while, you, like make somebody like move some bushes or something. <laughs> Dollar ruse. I bet you Anita would eat a frog. She would probably eat a frog. would too. They Bill, they they lady in the tramp that thing. <laughs> just one leg in each mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so now Billy's eating a frog too. Is that what's happening? I mean, someone's got to eat a frog. I'll bring frog legs down to Tampa. No, like, I don't know. I know. I know. I'll buy a bottle of margarita mix in case he will eat a frog. Yeah, I think me and margarita mix are, uh, I don't think we're friends anymore. I don't think we're friends anymore. We're not seeing each other anymore. (laughs) Tom said Anita would force feet, fill the frog, and make him pretend he liked it. Also, very possible. I'm starting to see y'all's opinion of Anita. And I got a margarita, and I managed to drink it. Like, just a little little glass of it. I didn't feel like throwing up, but for a little while, I smelled anything that smelled, like, remotely like a margarita, and I felt like puking. We just know there's an abyss of eternal blackness deep down somewhere in Anita's soul is all. And it's just begging to come out. It's knocking on the door. And the bolt and and padlock are shaken, and the wood is starting to crack. <laughs> and she's about to bust down that door like the Kool Aid Man. I won't confirm or deny any of that. I mean, you're in the danger zone, buddy, because you're you're in the same household. So you're yeah, you're I'm in the line. You're in the lion's den. Yeah, I'd be the first danger to go, zone. probably. <laughs> See, look, she's even admitting it. She said yes. In oh, yeah, she doesn't hide it. Yeah. You don't want me as your enemy. See, that's a mob threat. <laughs> I heard. I heard that he sleeps hanging upside down in their closet. <laughs> <laughs> like blade. <laughs> Arms crossed, wearing all black. <laughs> oh man, they're on to you. <laughs> Get it right. Get it right. Acupuncture with rusty needles. Anyways, we're at like two hours and 15 minutes. It's bedtime. Phil ain't gonna find nothing. I believe in you, Phil. Yeah. I, I don't. Probably not gonna find anything. 
Good this effort, what See, Casey, you're going to drive all the way down there, and you ain't going to find nothing but a possum. Casey finds everything. And he ain't even going to try and catch the possum. Yeah, but Casey's going to come down in, like, May when it's going to be good, not February when it's wet and cold. You were convinced that you were going to find stuff and that it was going to be a good night, so... And I was I found an indigo in January. Let me just throw that out there. And then I get out here, true. and I was proven dramatically wrong. Maybe it was like that offering of your sandal at Daytona that you got blessed with good luck as a result of your sacrifice. No, I'm telling you, man. It's like... It's how things go for me. If I make a long-term plan for something, it will fall apart. But... If I just, like, stumble around, it's awesome stuff happens. He has That's to offer... He has to sacrifice a flip-flop every August for this <laughs> life to continue. <laughs> <laughs> That's the offering, that's and that's that's what keeps Wayne Hill going. Is the flip flop <laughs> offering? Like before oh, he man. makes the post about Daytona happening, he's like, "Do we have a flip flop?" Like, yes. <laughs> he's got. I a- really, I really wish everybody could see Casey, like jumping waves to get chest deep in the ocean at one in the morning. So he can pee instead of going to the bathroom twenty feet away from him in the hotel. Like, isn't he just like standing in the no water? And you're like, what are you doing? Let me just go ahead and throw that out there. I don't know why I didn't assume a hotel had a public bathroom, but I did not assume. <laughs> it was so close. It was so close, and we kept having to go with Casey, so we had a chaperone, so we made sure he didn't like get caught in a riptide or something. Which, let's be honest here, if I had gotten stuck in a riptide or a shark bit my leg. You couldn't have done anything. I was too far out. No, but we would know what happened so we could tell the others. <laughs> Don't go out there, man. They're shark. Casey's dead. <laughs> yeah, you would have washed up on shore. Yeah, just like in Jaws, in the beginning of Jaws. <laughs> Dom yeah, would be little, passed out on the beach, and Casey would be... Little crabs picking at your entrails. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew that's how I'd go. He that's saw it in a dream. It's just it came like to him in a vision. <laughs> that's what Anita told you. She said, I have this feeling you're going to drown in Daytona. You're going to chase your flip-flop into the water and you're not going to come back. <laughs> that was a bad time. I knew it was gone and... I woke up that morning just ashamed of myself. You you had a fun night, buddy. Sweat and car grease and salt. Yeah, apparently it takes a village to get a car back, a tire fixed. When Casey got up that morning, he like just walked out of the room and he was like, "I smell like crap. I'm full of salt and I'm ashamed. I'm going to take a shower." And he just walked out. Like, he didn't break his stride when he said all that. He just walked out of the room. <laughs> I did. I slept under, like, a semi-wet beach towel on, on the sofa. See, and we even have witnesses, because me and Irvin were sitting there smoking cigars because <laughs> we were waiting for Phil, and I was like, dude, I don't know where these guys are. I don't know if they're ever going to come back. And so I smoked that, that Cro-Mag, that Black Irish, the barber pole, the, yeah, the Roma. without me. Without you. 
the problem was was the jack was terrible and it it ended up falling like three times we had to restart the scissor jack like three times those scissor jacks are the worst pretty much yeah we found that out note to self i'll never leave my vehicle in parking i will just drive my vehicle right off the gate to the victim car that way i don't have to make three fucking trips I have a one and a half ton jack in the bed of my truck at all times now because of that incident. <laughs> That's awesome. And now you're never going to need it. That's fine. You're probably never going to have to have it again. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So, Jeff, you see why you need to come to Daytona this year? It sounds like a great time. So. There you go. Little manual labor, Casey losing uh, apparel. It's always a good time. Are hotels out there pretty expensive, or are they cheap? You get get a special special. rate for Daytona, which is $10 off. Ooh. That's it. I'll send you the stuff. Send me the stuff, bro. Appreciate it. Irvin said the squash was downing syrup like it was Diet Coke. Maple syrup shots. I did those. Oh, yeah, you did. I forgot about you making a fool of yourself. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. we always remember casey we don't remember smitty yeah that smitty was very very easily peer pressured by dominique that picture that, of smitty and phil and phil just looking like he has a look of regret it, all over his face <laughs> <laughs> just like why am i friends with these people <laughs> yeah that was that was Irvin's first daytona too so we're like Welcome, bitch. Yeah, and, and Thomas, you definitely have to get a room at the resort next year. Or this year, I should say. Because I remember Thomas left Dom is go, a bad like, some other hotel. Everyone keeps saying I stole Dom's vodka, and I didn't. Dom literally was like, hey, you want some vodka? You can have the rest. And it was like a half a bottle. Yeah, you know what, you know what she did? She's like, People she's are saying like, I, I took it from her. It's open. I can't take it back with me. It's open. I can't take it back with me. And Smitty's just like, gulp, 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 gulp. And then the Ruas came around, and the Ruas had, like, scotch. And oh, was, yeah, like, they icing did. icing on the cake. Yeah. Really, well, people went to their room, and they had that, like, pine cone-flavored alcohol. What? That was Phil. That was the gin. Yeah, that was his gin. That was when you thought it would be a good idea to try to get bit by the pixie frog, the full-grown pixie frog. Yeah, and we I had to stop them. you. Thank God. And we had to – yeah, because that would have been the whole night there trying to get that thing off of you. Yeah, and then Billy Probably would have like, swallowed your whole hand. I do have tiny little fingers. <laughs> yeah, that pixie just like a pinky. Off. They're not that strong, are they? Dude, that frog was huge. You can't get them off. You almost have to break their their jaws to get them off if they latch on. Jesus. Yeah, they're no joke. No thanks. No stomachs with legs for me. But I'm going to bed. Yeah, I'm at the the exit. I don't know where you are, but have fun not finding anything. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm at the exit. I'm about to get back on the highway, so 
thank you all for putting up with my horrible shenanigans this evening. And uh, note to self, don't go herping live on camera in February. Lessons were learned. Mistakes were made. All no, all, Dom. Great my, show. My persona is not Perry the Platypus. Thank you. Oh, I forgot about that. We have to. Jesus. I have to isolate that audio of that that sound you made. Like. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Oh my god. <laughs> it was like Chewbacca with a kazoo. <laughs> oh, I'm. I I don't know how these there's that video or series of videos is floating around on like four different phones right now. Yep. I have my own Smitty videos. Oh, you do? Yes, I do. <laughs> From what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Did you guys know Billy had an afro as a kid? Oh, that's not near <laughs> as good as the videos. <laughs> oh, I want to see this now. <laughs> Come to Daytona, I'll show you. Done. There you go. Worth it. I think it's on my downloads. Hmm. It's like Mike from Stranger Things. I love you, Dom. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Damn it. Definitely going to Daytona now. Dude, I was laughing at myself for like half an hour. Like hard laughing. I don't know. I thought, like I didn't even know the noise that was coming out of me and I thought it was hilarious. God, that's epic. Do you remember calling for the Brettles team to assemble? Do you remember that? (laughs) (laughs) That was me talking about Casey though. Yeah, that was good stuff. You, you called for me in your uh, your Actually, it was like a Tito's bottle with like just a little bit left over, and you tried to use it as a as a Brettle team call. <laughs> Look at Phil's yeah, face. That's it. That's the picture. <laughs> yeah. Thinking of all his his life decisions that led him to that that moment. Full of regret. Hundred percent. How I feel regret. right now. <laughs> How did I end up here? <laughs> Oh, God. You know the worst part about this whole thing is? I got an hour and a half drive home. That sucks. Oh, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's Billy in sixth grade. Oh, my God. Dude, bring that that hair back. Damn, Billy. Bring it back. Yeah, Billy. You got to bring that back. YMCA jersey and everything. That that breaks APP, so I can't do that one anymore. Oh. That thing is probably flame retardant. (laughs) That thing ain't catching on fire. Oh my gosh. No regrets. Anyways, well, this episode was brought to you by the the gentleman this way. Half of these don't buy those. Yeah. There. Why? I'm fucking. I'm struggling. This guy. It's, it's yeah. Hard. This guy here. Right there, it go. is difficult. The guy with the great stash. He's a Right there. 
That's right. Tom Selleck. <laughs> Not you, Phil. Get out of here, Phil. Yeah. Get, what the hell get. do I do? <laughs> Talking about good mustaches, man. You can't be in the picture. Get your beard out of here. Hold on a second. Can't talk about Phil's stash like that. What are uh, you doing? Gave it a compliment. What are you doing, bro? There was a point where Phil had a great stash. <laughs> oh, are we doing this? <laughs> oh, we're doing this. oh, yeah. Are we doing Phil pictures now? Oh, oh my, my God. God. I love it. That's his contact picture when he calls me. That's what I see. <laughs> yeah. I want to find my Phil picture now, too. This is, we, do, we all just have ammo on each other like this. Oh, I've got pictures. so many Smitty pictures. Oh. So does Dumb, apparently. I have to put my yeah. seatbelt back on. Oh. All right. I'm going to bed. All right. <laughs> this is fun, gentlemen. Oh, was it quick enough? Dom. <laughs> Casey, Casey stacking beer cans. <laughs> Looking That's real it. intense. Look at the concentration. Oh, that like Olympic sport. Too real. <laughs> oh, that was pre haircut. Yeah, that was pre haircut. <laughs> My favorite picture of Casey is the close up of his face. <laughs> When he's drinking the water, he has the tears coming yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking the hot stuff. That's my favorite Casey picture. I was in pain. I'm just throwing that out there, man. I was hurting. I'm really sorry, but that's that's my favorite one. <laughs> well, it was all it was all on me though. Like I wasn't peer pressured at all, other than a carny. <laughs> other than a carny. Uh, well, okay, so Phil came up my way, and we went to this like little tourist trap town, right? We've told the story before, but for the people not listening. So there's a hot sauce store in there, and this old carny guy's like, y'all always want to try the hottest thing there? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I do. So I put like a, a good old glob on a, on a chip, and I ate it. And it wasn't that bad until I swallowed it about part of the way down, and all of a sudden, my pain meter was like... Like a solid, like eleven out of ten, the whole way down. I've never eaten anything that made me want to throw up as bad as that stuff. Like, we're walking around, and Phil looks at me, and I already drank like three things, like three liters of water, just like bam, bam, bam. And we're trying to find an ice cream place, and I keep looking at Phil, like, dude, I'm gonna puke, dude, I'm gonna throw up right now. I'm in a lot of pain. We should do a hot sauce challenge with uh, Steve's. Hot sauce. I just remember the carny. I, I just remember Casey getting a, a drop on his a finger or a toothpick or something, and the carny going, whoa. <laughs> like, that's a big drop. I'll mess around. I'm going in. I'm going in. I don't mess around at all. <laughs> go big or go home. Daytona is a great weekend. It's an awesome show, but it's even more fun when you're hanging out with all your people. Yeah, it's a good time. It's like we always say, man. It's about hanging out with chosen family. The animals are just a bonus. A, On that note, all this COVID stuff. 
be fun. Good night. See you all later. Good night. Bye, guys.